serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. For the second straight week, it is the Hallsville Indians versus the Panthers, but this time the Centralia Panthers as Hallsville hits the road for the first time in what is a young, young 2022 season and looking to build on in what was a dominant week one victory last week at home against Palmyra, 58-20. to 20. Welcome in, everyone. Hope you are enjoying your Friday night. Thanks for spending it with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt alongside me, campaign, bringing you all of tonight's coverage. And uh, hopefully, if we're looking at the two teams we saw last week, we should be in store for a good game because last week in week one, we saw a dominant Hallsville offense put up 58 points. And on the other side, for Centralia, they beat a very good Mexico team on the road 26-21 to as they improved to 1-0 as well. And just looking across to the other sideline, the Hallsville fans have showed out tonight. This one, I mean, if you're looking at both sidelines, I think the Hallsville fans are going to make this feel a lot less like a home game than it is. And hopefully the Indians get off to a good start. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. All the Hallsville fans definitely showed out. We were driving here today, and we saw the right as we got drove into the parking lot. We saw the Hallsville fans have planted their flag in the parking lot, and definitely are marking their territory. So they're ten minutes down the road, and it's basically just a crosstown rivalry. Essentially, I mean, you're you're right there, and I, I like that you brought that up because we were when we pulled in, it was two hours till kickoff basically, and we're still about 20 minutes or so away. But there, like you said, Hallsville fans showed up to tailgate, had already planted the flag, and much more people here in the parking lot now. But it's this is going to be a fun match of a whole lot of purple on the sideline across from us. I can say that for sure. Let's talk a little bit about what took place last week in Week One for Hallsville. New era got underway. The Colton Nichols era after moving on from Tiger Cobb who graduated last year. 
and Nichols essentially didn't skip a beat in terms of the offense, especially in the rushing production. And with the Hallsville Indians winning that game by a final score of 58 to 20, seven touchdowns came courtesy of Colton Nichols, who brought in four on the ground and another three through the air. Hallsville had nine drives on the game, and eight of them resulted in touchdowns. And the only reason the ninth didn't is because they need out the clock. So pretty special offense last week led by Nichols. A couple other players got involved. You had Leighton Seavers record a receiving touchdown. Both of the Stinson bros, Xavier and Isaac, brought one in. Isaac had one heck of a catch on a toe drag in the back corner of the end zone last week. So hopefully we get that same sort of production again. And the Gage Harrison out of the backfield, he ran one in as it was all Hallsville all the way. And they look to continue throughout momentum into today. We'll hear a little bit from Coach Conyers about that in just a moment. But I think the biggest thing here against a, a good team that played really good on defense last week in Centralia, Hallsville just get out to a fast start once again. Hallsville, you definitely want to get out to a fast start. Um... Like you said, you had a young quarterback last year, uh, not last year, uh, this past week starting. It was his first career start, and you saw him really get get settled in through the run game, and I expect a little bit more of that here tonight. He did complete 5 of 10 passing, so I, we're still not going to see a lot of throwing in these early games until he really gets settled in, but I think you're going to see him a lot more run game tonight. Well, when you look at the running game for the Centralia Panthers, like I said, mentioned, uh, they stood at 1-0 after the 26-21 victory at Mexico last week. Their running game came through their man in the backfield. That was Kaiden Wilkerson, who got a whopping 26 carries for 151 yards. And, oh, yeah, two trips to the end zone as well. And I would have to think we will see some similar sort of carries for that senior running back who averaged over 5.5 yards per carry last week. And for Hallsville, when, when they got ahead of Palmyra early, they, they really took their running game out of it. And although it still was somewhat of a factor, they couldn't ground and pound every single play because they were playing catch-up. And I think that's going to be the same thing again, is you don't want to let Centralia be able to turn around and hand it off to Wilkerson every play. Make Colin Bennett, who had just 70 passing yards last week, beat you through the air because you're either winning or it's in a shootout. See, that's a, it's a lot easier said than done, though. You're definitely, stopping the run game is not easy to do. You're going to have to put seven in the box. You're going to have to do, fill the gaps. You're going to have to set the edge. And Hallsville's defense did come out a little bit shaky early in the game against Palmyra last week, I believe giving up uh, two two touchdowns in that uh, first half. And they got to do a lot better against the run, a little bit better against the pass. But I would expect a ground-and-pound game from both teams. It looks, Wilkerson is definitely... A bell count back, getting 27 touches is what you want from a bell count back. Uh, Hallsville absolutely does the run game a little bit more of a little more more read option as Colton Nichols shows off the speed uh, last week against Palmyra. But it's going to be a fun game. You're going to see it's basically be one of the trenches on against the D-line going against the O-line for both teams. I'm glad you bring that up because that's what I wanted to bring up next. The Hallsville offensive line, which has a lot of really talented players on it. You can look at DJ Larkin, an all-conference second team member last year. Jaden Walters, first all-conference, second all-state last year. And then another second team all-conference player in tight end Xavier Stinson, who they use as a blocker as well. That group of five to six players kept Colton Nichols really clean throughout the night. I actually don't even believe he was sacked by Palmyra at any point outside of the couple rushing attempts that would have went backwards. And I think that's going to be a big key again against some good defenders on the other side for Centralia. Jesse Shannon had six and a half tackles, one for a loss last week. Jesse Calbero had six tackles. Jack Romine with another three, seven for Braden Shelton. So these are guys that were making impacts near or around the line of scrimmage. And if we can see the Hallsville offensive line keep Colton Nichols not only upright, but give him the ability to scramble and buy time with his legs, 
I think we're in for some good sights on this offense for Hallsville. I think I couldn't even say it better. Uh, what Colton Nichols can do with his legs is absolutely special. It's another dynamic. It's another dynamic you can have in your offense where you got a quarterback that has the ability to rush, move around, and do all kinds of sorts of things. But again, if you're Centralia, you're going to have to stop the run. You want Nichols to beat you through the air. He's still a young quarterback, his second career start, and he only completed five passes last week. That, that's going to be the key to game for Centralia on defense. Same to same for Hallsville on defense. They're going to want to basically make Centralia a pass first team you're gonna have to stop the run on both sides well you've heard about all you need to hear from us to get you ready for the game how about we turn it over to the head coach of this Hallsville program I'm sure he knows more than any of us about what we're about to see this evening don't go anywhere because when we come back in just a moment you will hear from Justin Conyers on both his team's dominant week one performance and what is to come tonight as he sat down with us to hash a few of those things out this is Ben Schmidt along with campaign on the show me sports network we will be right back Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. All right, so now back on the pregame show, we'd like to welcome on head football coach of Hallsville, Justin Conyers, like usual, for the Show Me Sports Network. Coach, thanks for joining us. First road game of the season coming up on this Friday after a 1-0 start. Appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us this week. Hey, thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to open up the season at home, have a time I read home last week for the first time and, and three times versus them, and, you know, being able to get this first, first road trip under our belts here and get over here to Centralia tonight. So I want to start just a little bit with the game last week, home opener against Palmyra. So you guys take that one 58-20. to 20. After that convincing victory, you guys come back, watch the film on Saturday, and then get into practice throughout the week. What have you kind of seen from you guys after such convincing victory? How are spirits looking? Uh, well, spirits are high. You know, when you perform like you do, um, you know, I think that obviously it builds some confidence, especially in a young team. Uh, we're some new, some new guys, some new places. Uh, you know, really to get some some reps both on, on both sides of the football. I thought offensively we, we played um, you know pretty darn well. Um, obviously, whenever you look at our drive. Uh, you know, we had eight drives that finished in touchdowns. The only drive that did not uh, out of their nine possessions was that final one. So, you know, we handled business offensively. I felt like extremely well Friday night. Uh, the thing that we really have to get better at, uh, as you saw in the game last week, is is our open field tackling. I felt like we got a little gassed as they had the ball uh, a lot more than we did offensively. 66 offensive snaps from Palmyra to just our 39. And so I felt like our defense was on the field a ton, and I felt like we were getting our defense off the All right, so you, you did talk about a little bit about the snaps, but despite your defense being on the field, at least in that second half, you guys really turned it up a notch, only allowed six points after the 14 in the first half. Um, did you kind of – uh, there was a shift there, obviously, but did you see some tiredness out of those guys, or are they kind of ready to go that entire last, the last 24 minutes? 
Well, I think the one thing that our staff does extremely well as a halftime is make those adjustments. And that's what we had to do is really had to settle our guys back in and make sure that we understood, you know, conceptually how we were playing, you know, option football. And I think, uh, you know, in the second half, Palmyra really went more away from the split back beer stuff and got back into the spread stuff that we've seen in the last couple of years from them. And I think our guys are a little more comfortable defending that. It really allows us when we get them into some situations where they're having to throw the football to do what we do best, and that's pin our ears and don't get after the quarterback. And so um, that, that kind of played into our strengths a little bit, I think, in the second half defensively. And we challenged them. You know, we said, hey, we're, we're in shape. We, you know, we, we knew this was going to be a hot one on Friday night to open the season, and we got to make sure that we're not the ones that are, that are not in poor condition, you know, and, and make sure that our conditioning takes over in the second half. And I really felt like that really came to fruition for us on Friday night. So to continue that just a little bit more, what are you guys kind of looking at doing now, especially these last couple of days, to continue that momentum into a, a team in Centralia that, against a tough Mexico team, put up 26 points and won a close game? What are you guys doing to continue that defensive momentum? I think defensively for us is attention to detail and understanding this will be a completely different type of game on the way that we'll defend it. Um, you know, you, you look at Palmyra last week, they came out, they, they – tried to establish the, the split back career, the traps and the counters versus, and we did a really good job of stopping that stuff and, and made them kind of jump back into their, their spread stuff where this game is going to start completely different, um, you know, and, and they got a new quarterback, um, you know, for them as well, first year starter for them. So some of the things that we need to do is our veteran guys need to really try to take advantage of, of the quarterback being, um, you know, inexperienced a little bit and put some pressure on him to, to make some reads and make some throws that he's not comfortable making. All right, so now we'll switch to the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, still, still very, very early in the season. I mean, we played four quarters of football. But what does a seven-touchdown debut performance do for the confidence of your new starting quarterback in Colton Nichols for not only this week but beyond? Yeah, I think you said it best right there is the word is confidence is what it builds. You know, there's a little bit of uncertainty, you know, as a new guy when you go out and you're just kind of taking over the offense, especially taking it over from a guy that had a lot of production last year and, it was like we didn't miss a beat offensively. That's what it felt like as a play caller for me. You know, we go out and I really could call everything that I wanted to call, and he was seeing things the way I was seeing it. Uh, we didn't make a ton of mistakes. Um, you know, my big thing now is what's going to happen when some adversity strikes. We're not going to go through this whole season and never make a mistake. And he was pretty flawless last Friday night. And so, you know, a couple small things, but when something big happens, how, how are we going to bounce back? And that's kind of what I've been challenging with this week of practice is making sure that his mental mindset is where it needs to be. And he's able to, when he does make that mistake, he's able to regain his confidence and get right back to where he left off. Yeah. And I continue that a little bit. Uh, obviously, like you said, you're not going to play mistake free football the whole season. And uh, there's certainly not every single game. We are going to be up by 38 points in the fourth quarter. or maybe a time where you ask him and the rest of the offense, Hey, we need to drive right here to go get some points on the scoreboard uh, in this tie game. And I, I'm sure as a coach, you and the rest of your staff have, confidence and not only Colton but the rest of the offense as well yeah of course we do you know like I, I was talking with you pregame last week and you know it all starts up front for us you know with four of our five guys back uh, from last year and, and the other fifth playing really solid for us last Friday night at, that breeds confidence that's where it all starts for us up front and when we control the line of scrimmage it gives our guys time to make plays and We've got the playmakers to make those type of plays. The one thing I do believe that we can we can do a little bit better this year that people quite 
haven't seen a lot of yet is I feel like he can really vertically stretch, um, you know, the field offensively. I think Colton's got about a 55-plus yard arm army right now, and we haven't really seen him let one loose yet. But, uh, you know, in preseason scrimmages and even during the jamboree, he let a couple go. And so, you know, I think those things with having that ability to not just have to be able to line up and run the football to be successful, now having the capabilities to throw the ball and make big plays on the back end, I think that's going to help us down the stretch, you know, especially in ball games where those type of big plays are needed. Now shifting a little bit more towards the, the upcoming week, tonight's week two matchup against Centralia. Tell us a little bit about, and I don't know if this is something that you guys really even talk about or not, but you're going to a Centralia team that's obviously going to be fired up coming off a win or no start for their home opener. How are you guys looking to go into it where you won't have that great home crowd behind you being on the road? Um, I'm the only thing I would disagree with you with in this series. I think we're going to have one heck of a job here tonight from Hallsville. Uh, we've challenged our community to come up here and travel. It's a wide-out game for us, and I, I honestly think that uh, we're going to show up tonight. So I'm excited to see the crowd when we get out here on the field and as we take it because I know our boys are, are going to be jacked. And you got to remember, these two communities are eight miles away, so it's uh, some people almost live closer to Centralia than they, they do to Hallsville. But, you know, the things they told our boys all week long is we just got to control what we can control, uh, and that's us. You know, that's our attitude and our effort. We've really focused even harder on our conditioning this week. The temperatures are, are not going anywhere. You know, we've seen in the upper 80s and 90s all week long. It's going to be right around 90 degrees to kick off tonight. So, you know, we got to make sure that we're ready to, to do what we need to do and handle business on our end. And we know right now that Centralia wants nothing more than to come get after us tonight. You know, we, we got after them really well in week two last year. They played us extremely tough in that week 11 game in the district semifinal game and felt like they gave one away to us with our comeback victory that week. So uh, I think that, you know, we're going to get the best ball games out of the Panthers tonight that we've seen in the, in the last three years. So you guys, like you mentioned, played in a really close game against the trailer the second time last year, the comeback victory, the 38-36, where you guys took it there at the end. How much are you guys kind of looking at that at film from last year? Because obviously it's two different teams now with with different players, but how much are you guys paying attention to that and trying to learn from that in order to not have to need to come from behind win in this matchup? Yeah, I think the film usage is huge. You know, uh, really for us offensively, we don't get a whole lot watching the Mexico film just because you can't really see defensive assignment alignment, uh, you know, versus the flex bump because that's not what we do offensively. So we watch a little bit of it just to capture the personnel of who they're playing where. And then uh, we went back to those last two games last year. And, you know, what you found is they, they defended us uh, defensively on their end uh, completely different in, in, in those two games. And so I think you've got to be able to prepare for both of those things just in case we see those tonight uh, versus Detroit. You know, we're prepared for multiple fronts and coverages that they can you know, potentially show us. So I think that film is, is huge from last year. And, you know, that was one thing we talked about as a staff too is, you know, on our defensive side is did they scheme us different? Or did we just not play well? And did they just flat out outplay us? And it was deep. I mean, there was no different scheme. They attacked us the same. They, they flat out wanted it more than we did. And I told our kids that going into that football game, I was I, I never tell them that I'm a little nervous. I always say I'm anxious. But I was a little nervous out of our approach because I felt like we thought that early on 42-12 to 12 type victory was going to be the same thing that we were going to do uh, when we walked out on that field and they were just going to bow down to us. And I knew that wasn't going to be the case. So, so – before we wrap this things up, talked about a week this week of practice already a little bit. Have there been really any standouts in practice that you like going into the game, or has it just been a lot of guys that look really good? What's kind of your thoughts as a coach from what you've seen? 
I'll tell you, last week, uh, one of the most impressive players for me was Aiden Ski at Safety Force. I thought he did a tremendous job, and he really stuck out because he was filling, fitting the alleys, and uh, one of our smallest guys defensively, and he was one of our leading tacklers. And so we want to make sure we get him uh, involved early on in this football game and give him the opportunity to do what he did best, and that was you know, trying to be that free hitter from safety for us and fill the alleys and make those plays for us. And we've actually moved him over with a couple injuries that we've had, and he got some tailback reps this week, and it was a lot of fun. He was real electric, and to see him carrying the football around, and I'm excited to potentially get him the opportunity to touch the football on the offensive side tonight, too. All right, well, once again, Justin Connors joining us on the pregame show. Before I let you go, big game coming up tonight. Anything else you'd like to add in? I'm excited for this opportunity. You know, like I said earlier, I think this is going to be a big crowd night. Uh, you got to remember the last time we played in Centralia back in 2020 was during the COVID year, and we were only allowed uh, two tickets per kid. And so we really, in that very first matchup, didn't get to have the ability to have the crowd over in Centralia that I know for the last night. All right. Well, we'll let you go now. Once again, thanks so much, Coach Conyers. Best of luck tonight. And we'll be right back in just a moment for continued coverage of Hallsville football on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit vocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. It is just about time for football here in Centralia, Missouri. Hallsville and Centralia just moments away from getting things started on a beautiful Friday night. We had some rain earlier in the morning, but that has gone away. There's even a slight breeze. You and I can't really feel it here in the booth, but I can tell you it's out there and should be a really good night for football. And time for final word here on the pregame show, Benchmade Campaign. Thanks once again to you for spending your Friday night with us on the Show Me Sports Network. And captain's just about ready to head off, head out onto the field for the coin toss. We'll see who's getting the ball first. Cam, any final thoughts before we get into this heavyweight matchup? If you're listening here and you're wondering what the key matchup is for this game, it's going to be one in the trenches and in the red zone. Who wants it more? Who's going to stop the rock? Who's going to pound the rock? That's the matchup you're looking for. Well, as we speak, the captains for the Hallsville Indians are heading out to midfield for the coin toss. We'll stick right here to see what the call on that is, and then we'll head to break. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and I just think the continued development of Colton Nichols, their quarterback for Hallsville, will be a big, big key to this ballgame. Speaking of Nichols, he is out there on the field. He is one of the captains for this Hallsville Indians team tonight. Also out there, Harrison Fowler. He's not playing tonight, but he is out there in shorts with the jersey on. And then there's two other captains as well that I cannot see because they are blocked by members of Centralia. But regardless, it is coin toss time. We've got the all-white uniforms with the purple numbers for Hallsville and the all-black with the white letters and numbers for Centralia. Kind of similar uniforms to Centralia that we saw last week for Hallsville with the all-black. And for, I have to say, I think Hallsville's all-white uniforms are looking pretty clean, especially when you look at Colton Nichols with the all-white socks as well. I mean, I, I think I think those, I think those are my favorites so far that we've seen. I think he went to the team manager and said, "Hey, man, I need my I need my drip game to look a little bit nicer tonight." It's kind of a, you know, they're eight minutes down the road, but it's a rivalry game, man. 
Well, like I said, it is time for the coin toss, and I believe that the Centralia team is going to defer. They're going to kick, and we will see in just a moment. Regardless, we don't need to keep you here to figure that out. You'll be able to tell in just a moment who has the ball first. That's going to do it for us here on the pregame show, and when we are back in just a moment, it is time for kickoff. Centralia and Hallsville, 1-0 versus 1-0 on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You've been listening to the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising on the sideline as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions it's time for hallsville indians football on the show me sports network This is Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for the Indians radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians radio network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. This game just kicked off and and it was returned by Hallsville. They are starting with the football, so here we go. It is finally time for football tonight on the Sony Sports Network. And this Indians offense will start at their own 25 and get us going on the evening for some Hallsville football. Colton Nichols and the rest of this offense out on the field. And let's play football, ladies and gentlemen. Looks like two wide receivers on both 
both sides for Hallsville as they get things going. And it will start with a keeper by Nichols right up the gun. He shakes a couple tackles and then falls ahead to right about the 27-yard line. It'll be a modest game on first down. And one play, one run for Nichols to get things going. That's a good opening script for this Hallsville offense. You get a nice, easy run. You're on the road early. You got our young quarterback. Let's just get his feet wet. Give him a nice run play. Have, don't have to worry about passing the ball was called a gain of three on the play. So second and seven upcoming. Gage Harrison is in the backfield along with on the right side, Layden Sievers and uh, looks like Aiden Lampkins down there as well. There's four wide receivers on the field right now. In the gun is Nichols, he'll run left. He's still keeping the ball and he's gonna cut it upfield. He's got space and there he goes. Ooh. Nichols is off and running, uh -oh. one man to beat. 30, That's 25, special. 20, 15, 10. He's gone. Hallsville. That's a 72 Ooh. yard touchdown <laughs> for six. And two plays, one touchdown, and Hallsville's on the board. Talk about taking the speed option perfectly. He didn't even need to pitch it. He saw the whole right up the middle. Hit a little juke, juke, and turn on the Jets. You're like you mentioned, that was the read option going left side. And once Nichols put that foot in the ground and cut it upfield, there was no one that was going to run him down. He had just one man to beat back there, and he was able to run right by him. And now Hallsville's going to go for two. What a start. And that packed opposing team bleachers on the far sideline is getting rowdy right now here we go two-point conversion colton nichols is in the shotgun he's going to snap he's going to give it to harrison running right side turns up field at the goal line and he is uh, don't think he's going to get that not one quite he there not. so they keep harrison out of the end zone for two but a long rushing touchdown by colton nichols of 72 yards has the hallsville indians out in front just 56 seconds into this one Fast start for them. We'll take a quick break as the defense will now take the field and we're back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Back on the Show Me Sports Network, Ben Schmidt campaign and Centralia will return the kickoff up to the 36-yard line. One of these times, I'll figure out the time and get you back for it. But you didn't miss much as Centralia will go to work from their own 36 after an electric opening drive for Hallsville. Two plays, they go 75 yards, 72 of which came on a Colton Nichols rushing touchdown on a read option. And now here comes the defense. We'll see if they can do as good of a job they did last week where they had held Palmyra to just two scores, one in the second half. Run left side for Wilkerson. He uh -oh. turns the corner at the 40 and goes out of bounds just at about the 46-yard line. That should be a gain of about 9 or 10 and a good start for this Centralia offense. What a good way to cut it to the outside. He read it was nothing up the middle, cut it outside off his left tackle, and was able to put the hammer down and get that first down. 
They do roll it a first down on a nice run there by Wilkerson. Roll him up to the 47-yard line, so that's a gain of 11. And Wilkerson showing why he had 151 on the ground last week and over 5.6 carries. So once again, they'll go shotgun formation. Two wide receivers on the right, along with one on the left for Centralia. Bennett takes a snap. He will give once again to Wilkerson, who goes right up the middle, hits a wall of Hallsville defenders. He's going to pick up about two yards on the play as he was met by multiple different members of that Indians defense led by Garrison Ballard at the linebacker position and that's a nice stop there to make it second and eight. You can tell by Wilkerson's a special back. It looked like he had nothing initially. It looked like maybe he would barely get back to the line but he just stutter stepped a little, read it easy, got a couple yards. Way to fall forward. Centralia getting the ball here for their first drive on offense after Halswell went 75 yards in two plays to make it 6 nothing. Once again, shotgun on second and eight from their own 49. Rolling right is Bennett. He's now going to step into a throw downfield, and it is knocked away by the outside linebacker, Landon Sievers, on one heck of a play as he read that throw by Bennett. Third and eight upcoming. You can see they were trying to run a clear out to the far side of us, but they couldn't quite hit the corner route. It looked like he had the route early open. If he threw it just a little bit early, he may have gotten there and got an open pass. Well, either way, I think that's one heck of a read by the linebacker, Seavers, as he jumped in front of what would have been a catch for about six or seven yards. Regardless, now third and eight upcoming on the far side is Bo Hatton, bottom of the screen. That looks like Caden Dunn. Shotgun formation for Bennett. He takes snap. It's going to give Wilkerson right side, turns it upfield. He's driving, breaks the tackle at the 45, falling ahead, and it looks like they're going to mark him right at the 45, which would put him short at the first down. If that's where they mark him, that's a gain of six, and that would bring up fourth and two. Now time to see what Centralia wants to do on their first drive. That was a nice strong run to get him in position to think about going for fourth down right here. As we saw, we saw Wilkerson put a hand on the back of his lineman and he's just being patient, guiding the block, and it was just beautiful to watch. Well, Centralia is going to go for this one at the Hallsville 45-yard line. Fourth and two just over nine minutes to go in this first quarter. Hallsville leads six to nothing. Coming out onto the field for this play is Caden Dunn sporting the bright pink gloves and shotgun formation upcoming for Colin Bennett. He's got the running back Wilkerson directly behind him. Bennett will take the snap from right at the 54th and two. Here we go. It's going to be a give right up the middle. Wilkerson, he's got the first down and uh -oh. more. He's driving ahead all the way up to about the 31, 32 yard line. A fumble. Ball might have came out. Let's see where they rule it. Hallsville thinks they has it. It's a dog pile still looking for the call on the field and Hallsville I think has they got have that it. football. They got it. That's a fumble after the first down was picked up by Wilkerson, but he puts the ball on the carpet, and Hallsville will take over at about their own 35. That was a great play by the Hallsville defenders right there. Wilkerson was fighting for the extra yards, and as he was getting gang tackled, one of them came in there with a peanut punch. This is what you're taught on defense to do. There was a dog pile down there, so we don't even know who recovered the football, but that's not what matters. What matters is Hallsville's going to take over from their own 35-yard line. We're going to score another touchdown here. So if it's anything like the first drive, we should be in for a quick score. And it looks like the new quarterback this season, Cole Nichols, is ready to go. Two wide receivers on the right side along with one on the left. That's Seavers and I believe Lankins lined up together. Pistol formation with the running edge, Gage Harbison in the backfield. Now we're ready to go. Ball is put down. Six blockers on the play for Hallsville as Nichols will clap the hands, take the snap, and he will give it right up the gut to Harbison. Breaks a tackle and spins falling head to about the 38-yard line. That'll go down as a modest gain of two yards on the run right up the middle for the senior running back. You can just see the patience along the D-line. They filled their gaps, and they just made sure to just close up and get, and get guys from the uh, linebacking court to get the tackle. 
So it looks like it's going to be marked as second and eight from the 38-yard line. Hallsville just getting set to run their fourth offensive play of the game. They lead this one six to nothing with 8.29 to go. Just getting the ball back after a Wilkerson fumble on the other side for Centralia. Pistol formation, and the snap is taken by Nichols. He's going to immediately throw left side. That's caught first down, and then falling ahead, spinning his way up to about the 48-yard line. I'll get to that name in just a moment. It was far starting line. That's going to be a first down for the Hallsville offense, and that's going to be Isaac Stinson on the catch out of the far left sideline. That's going to move the chains. That's a great play call right there. Nice little hook route, not too deep of a pass. Nice 7-8 yard, able to get at the chains. That'll be the first reception of the game for anyone on Hallsville, and they mark it as a gain of 10. So almost to midfield now is Hallsville looking to double up their score. They currently lead 6 to nothing. Now shotgun formation, running back to the left of Nichols. He will take the snap and then giving, running to the right side. Nope, Nichols keeps it left side. He will shake, break a tackle, and then will spin his way to about the 49-yard line of Centralia. Should be a gain of about three or four on first down. That was a, that was a nice read there by Nichols. If he gave it to the back, it looked like it was going to be bottled up. Just a nice way to get it some positive yards off of a not successful play. Well, really, if you look at the rushing attack from Hallsville so far, the, the 72-yard rushing touchdown by Nichols, but they've been able to hold them to three or four on pretty yep. much every other rushing attempt. Really, the only other chain-moving big play for, for Hallsville so far was the 10-yard reception a moment ago by Isaac Stinson. Nichols is going up to the line, calling out signals to his lineman. Looks like a different running back back there for Hallsville. I'll get you that name in just a moment. Nichols is going to roll to his right as he takes a snap. He's going to set up, throw right side, and it Ooh, is diving right. Is an interception? It is an interception, and that's going to go the other way for Centralia on a diving play. Now a flag is called. I think too many members of the Panthers came on the field, but regardless, that's going to be Great read by turnover. Jesse Shannon. He read that, cut the route, and got a pick. Laid out there, and the ref was right in front of it to see whether or not he got the hands under the football, and Shannon did, and that's going to be the first pick thrown by Nichols on the season, and the first turnover for this Hallsville offense. If the play stands, the flag did come in late, but I believe it came after the interception, which would mean Centralia ball, and that looks like what's happening. You and know, Coach Connors touched on it in the pregame interview. What is Colton Nichols going to look like next time out after a little bit of adversity? It's his first interception of the season. Right now, we're going to have to see Centralia on offense first before Colton Nichols can get back out there. Interception is ruled, as you can hear the crowd in the background going crazy, and Centralia will now take over. Waiting to see where the ref marks the football. As you said, Jesse Shannon making the diving interception as Nichols was trying to throw the out route. And it looks like the flag would have been on Hallsville because they're moving it into Hallsville territory. Centralia will start at their 43-yard line. Nice little opening series. We've only had one long score. Both teams have some successes on the ground, but turnovers just killed off some nice drives for both teams. So here we go, Colin Bennett back out there on offense after the fumble on the last drive. Give right up the middle and then falling ahead for a couple yard gain on first down for Centralia. That's not Wilkerson back there. That is actually number 23, Braylon Whistler. As he gets the carry instead of Wilkerson. Don't know if that's because of the fumble, but we get to see. Couple yard gain, gain of five on first down as starting at the 43 yard line of Hallsville is Centralia for their second drive. Whistler still in the backfield. Here we go, pistol formation, Whistler right behind his quarterback, Bennett. He'll give once again, and then met immediately. Ball might have come out again. There's another dog pile for it. I think Centralia held onto it. Yep, they did. The quarterback, Bennett, went in there at the very end, made it sound like he had Oswald, the football. Oswald's and thinking this actually theirs. DJ Larkin has the football, and, and they are going over wow. the That's a fumble. We are having a nice, fun time. Fumble, interception, fumble. 
DJ Larkin came out of that pile with the football and made his claim. And they're going to give the football Hallsville's way to a second straight drive that ends in a fumble for Centralia. Interesting to have Willis, uh, Wilsler, uh, Whistler out there as opposed to Wilkerson because that led to a fumble. Well, now both running backs have fumbled, and we'll see now what Cole Nichols and this Hallsville offense can do for the third time. And it looks like a timeout is going to be taken before we get this drive as a lot is happening here early. We had the long touchdown and now a couple turnovers. We have a quick break coming up. We'll be back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Campaign back on the Show Me Sports Network as we have had a whole lot happen here early in this ballgame. And Hallsville back out for their third drive after they went 72 yard rushing touchdown. Now, here Nichols will keep it first play left side. He's got room, angles his way, and oh now no. he puts the ball on the ground. And did, out of bounds? did it go out of bounds? I think it did, and that may save Hallsville from a second straight turnover. That's just a, a late pitch there by Nichols. Unfortunately, I couldn't tell if he fumbled it or tried to pitch it. But it looked like it was just a late pitch and the running back wasn't ready for it. We've had three straight drives end in a turnover. The first was a fumble side Centralia, then a Colt Nichols interception, then another Centralia fumbled at both running backs for Centralia. Wilkerson and Whistler put the ball on the ground. And now Hallsville thankful to hold on to this one. And it was just a loss of two. Now second and twelve upcoming from their own thirty-seven. Hallsville leads this one six to nothing. Three wide receivers set to the right side. Nichols is going to immediately roll that way. Now plants the feet. He's got all day. He's going to launch. Going downfield. Jump on. It is Woo! brought in by Isaac Stinson. All the way down to the 25 of Centralia. And you just got Moss, Mr. Centralia. He high-pointed that ball. He jumped up. He said, don't worry, quarterback. Don't worry, Nichols. I got you. It was a great throw to right the top over the corner. That'll go down as a 38-yard gain. Actually, even more than that, it's going to go down as a 44-yard reception there by Stinson, and they go all the way down to the 19-yard line of Centralia. Stinson's having a nice open to the season. Touchdown last week, big catch here. He's going showing up the play. So now first and 10 from the 19 of Centralia. It's going to be kept by Nichols running right side, breaks the tackle, and is able to fall ahead. Maybe he got back to the line of scrimmage. Looks like that's going to rule him. Gain of nothing, that'll bring up second and ten. Jesse Shannon showing up again. He was able to trip up Nichols, and Nichols couldn't quite keep his feet. So if I'm doing my quick math correctly, which I'm not the best at, I believe that should go down as a 42-yard catch for Isaac Stinson. Immediately when he brought it down, I thought he was down at the 25, but I was misreading the yard markers. We're at a slight angle here. Regardless, it was a big catch, and that's all that matters. And now Halls was once again in business. As that ball was launched by Nichols, he had all day to throw. Interesting trips to the left. 
Second down and 10 upcoming. Just hit the five-minute mark of the first quarter. Harbison directly behind Nichols in the backfield, and Harbison's going to get the football running right side, and he will hit a swarm of defenders before falling ahead inside the 15-yard line. And that looks like it's going to be a gain of about five or six. will bring up a third and manageable. Always good to get a nice five, six-yard gain as a running back. If you're going to run and get five, six yards every time, you can be happy with it. You're not going to be mad with that. So third down and five coming as it was a five-yard rush by Harbison on second and ten. We'll see now what is in store for this Hallsville offense. Once again, you mentioned a moment ago, going trips left Same for formation. Third down and five. Nichols going to throw a screen pass left side. It's caught and then angling upfield. Lampkins, he is going to be very close to the first down, and he's got it. falling ahead to about the five-yard line. Looks to be about a gain of nine or ten yards, and that will move the chains, and Hallsville is just a few yards away from putting up their second touchdown to this one. I like running the same formation, but you get a different play out of it. You get a nice little inside zone to the right, and then you get a screen pass out to the left here. I like that. First and goal at the five-yard line for Hallsville. Landon Sievers and Aiden Lampkins are on the right side. Isaac Stinson, who had the 42-yard grab on the drive on the left. It's only one corner on the outside to the bottom. Hallsville's got Colton Nichols back there in the backfield, and it looks like a different running back out there. That's Aiden Ski. He gets the ball and then will fall ahead close to the goal line, actually close to about the four-yard line. Looks like a very small gain. That's running back and safety. Aiden, and as Coach, uh, coach uh, told us on Wednesday, they just go by the last name Ski for him. It's, so. it's, it's, got, it's got to be a fun nickname. Hey, 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 Ski in practice. So we'll see if he gets the carry once again. It's going to be ruled as no gain on first down. So second and five come the five-yard line upcoming. Just under four minutes to go. Hallsville scored on their first drive of the game. We've been trading turnovers since. Now Hallsville looking to double that thing up. Similar formation. Ski once again in the backfield. Nichols going to run left. Keep it. He's angling up. And he is in four, six. Second rushing touchdown of the game for Nichols as he had to make one defender miss, and he did it on the QB keeper. 12-0 now, Hallsville late in the first quarter. Colton Nichols is so shifty. He's just tough to bring down in the open field. And good way for him to bounce back after the adversity with the interception, with the fumble. But they were able to have to keep possession of that fumble. But Coach Connor said it's going to be interesting to see how he acts to adversity, and he's reacted positively here. So 61-yard scoring drive for Hallsville. They move all the way down the field for six, highlighted by the big catch by Isaac Stinson. And now Hallsville once again going for two, as they've done in every scoring drive so far this season, trying to make this a nice 14-0 score here as Nichols will yell out the signals to his offensive line. Two men in the backfield next to Nichols. He's going to run it right. He will then flip it late to Ski, trying to angle his way, and he is kept out of the end zone Jesse on a Shannon. nice tackle, like you mentioned, by Jesse Shannon. He is showing up in the stat sheet tonight. He's got another second tackle for loss. So Hallsville kept out of the two-point conversion once again, but they do get six on Colt Nichols' second rushing touchdown of the game. Now we'll see if the defense can keep some trailer off the scoreboard once again. When we're back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios your community woodshop.
Back for Centralia Drive number three coming up on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt campaign. Thanks for spending your Friday nights listening to us on the Show Me Sports Network. Good traveling crowd, as you heard Coach Kiners mentioned in the pregame show. He was expecting this, and they have shown out. And in turn, the players have given Hallsway 12-0 lead, and they will now kick off to multiple defenders back there, ready to receive for Centralia the raise of the right arm. And here comes the kick about to be boomed away and send it down the field. It's going to be bounced and then caught at about the 18-yard line. Returning up to the 30, now 34-yard line. And that's Man. where the ball will be brought down. Maybe a fumble again. Uh -oh. There's another dog pile. Oh, my goodness. Time to see who has it. Centralia has fumbled their first two drives. The ball is put on the carpet at the about the 34-yard line. And it looks like this time Centralia will keep the football as they avoid a near disaster there on the kickoff you gotta wonder if there's some slick uh slick football tonight because of the humidity we had some rain earlier today so we gotta wonder if the footballs are a little extra slick tonight so coming back out on the field for their third drive of the game is centralia their two drives started at their own 36 and then the hallsville 43 but they put both of them on the ground fumbles and that is what has led to a hallsville 12 nothing lead first down and 10 upcoming waiting for the ball to put down and they're going to start at their own 33 yard line but really, both teams have been able to drive the ball successfully, especially Hallsville. But Centralia, like you said, the two fumbles have been costly for them. Once again, Whistler in the backfield. He's going to get the carry running right up the middle. Breaks one tackle, but then is met right at the 37 by a couple different tacklers. That's Ski coming up to bring him down, along with help on the other side by Aiden Lampkins as they team up to bring down Whistler. And it's going to be a short gain there on first down. Gain of four brings up second and six. It's like we see Wilkerson come back in the huddle now. So second and six at the 37, just under three minutes, first quarter, all Hallsville early is so far through just about five quarters of the season. They have been in control, looking to keep that rolling. Shotgun formation now for Bennett. He's got Whistler to his left, two wide receivers. It's going to give to Whistler, running right. Now cuts it upfield, and he will fall ahead to about the 39. So only a gain of two there on that play, and uh -oh. that'll bring up a third and four. Someone on Centralia just lost their helmet, number 56. Evan, uh... Brumback lost his helmet. He may have to come out for a play here. Yep. As they're going to take him out. Yep, we're going to have to go to a reserve offensive lineman just for this one play for Centralia. It looks like they may just use an extra tight end. Number 87 coming into the game for Centralia. That is Logan Rosenfelder. So he will join the huddle before this third down and four play. Pretty imperative here that Centralia get a drive going. They're already behind 12 to nothing, and they haven't really had a lot of success stopping the Hallsville rushing attack. See Two wide receivers right, along with one wide receiver and a tight end on the left side. Bennett goes out of the shotgun. It's going to be a QB uh -oh. keeper. He goes right up the middle. He's got the first down, and then is dragged down from behind by DJ Larkin. And falling ahead to about the 47-yard line is the quarterback, Bennett. He gets the first down, and that'll move the chains. And a huge tackle there by Larkin to bring him down, because otherwise Bennett had some room to work with. Like you said, if Larkin doesn't bring him down, maybe Bennett's off to the races. He read that read option perfectly. Look, kind of, kind of maybe a little quarterback draw action, but he went right up the gut, hit the Jets, and be able to get the first down for Centralia. Wide receiver Ethan Adams comes into the game for this play. Is now three wide receivers on the field for Centralia's offense. Shotgun formation going from left to right, faking and off. Now going to launch downfield. He's got a man open and overthrowing the intended receiver Logan Rosenfelder. As if that ball is hit in stride by Bennett, that is a touchdown, no question about it, as Rosenfelder got behind everyone, but the ball was overthrown out of bounds at about the 20-yard line of Hallsville. Sigh of relief, I'm sure, for the Indians, because that honestly should have been six for Centralia. That should have been six for Centralia. It looked like they were running a 4 verts concept, really both receivers on that side, ran streaks, 
and Bennett just missed him. That's quarterback. You want that throw back so bad because he was wide open. Difference between a 53-yard touchdown and an incomplete pass right there. Now second and 10 upcoming from their own 47 for Centralia. Give running right side. That's Whistler. He turns the corner. He's got the first down, and he's still running. Now bounce uh -oh. outside, sideline. There he's he goes. Speed. He's got one he man to beat, and he is oh. going to be brought down just at the last minute by Aiden Lampkins. That saves a touchdown for now. That's going to be a gain of about 40 yards or so on the run right side by Whistler. And the reserve running back is doing some work right there. That'll go all the way down the field. And that was even with Whistler right there as Kaiden Wilkerson came back into the game for that carry. And that'll go all the way down to the 8-yard line. Huge run right there of 44 yards. And now first down and go upcoming for Centralia. Great run by Whistler. Wilkerson, he was able to break it outside. Looked like he had the edge, but great hustle play for Hallsville to get him out of bounds. So Aiden Lampkins, one of the linebackers, kept him out of the end zone. First down and goal from the eight. It's going to be give Wilkerson, and he will go into the end zone on a dive. Great response. We're going to wait and see. They might have not actually gone uh -oh. in. Nope, they rule him down at the one-yard oh line. Crowd and coaches reacted like that was a touchdown and said it's a gain of seven, and now we'll have the ball at the two-yard line is where it's spotted. Second and goal, far sideline from the two. Centralia going to punch it in for the first time tonight. Centralia really needs to get a score here. They're down two scores right now. If they get a score, they're right back in this thing. And we're only about 50 seconds away from the end of the quarter. Looks like we're going to have three wide receivers on the play. That's Matty Robinson and then a couple of big guys, Logan Rosenfelder. And here we go, second and goal from the two, give Wilkerson, and he is hit in the backfield. Nice play blowing that up. I believe that was DJ Larkin who got in there, and that's going to keep him out of the end zone. Nope, that was not Larkin. That was number 13, Xavier Stinson. And a great tackle there to keep number one, keep Wilkerson out of the end zone, and that's a loss of one on the play, third and goal from the three upcoming. That's a good way to shoot the gap and stop the running back right in his tracks. That's what you want to do right here on the goal line. 14 it, seconds left in the quarter. Centralia does not have to snap the ball here. They I might just take this to the second quarter. I don't think they will. They have just now breaking the huddle with uh -oh. five seconds left. We'll see what they, they have to hurry. do. Bennett's going to go in the shotgun formation. He claps the hands. They get it off. He'll keep it. Then he drops the ball. He falls on it. It's a dog pile now. Hallsville will signal like they have it. Let's see what happens here. Ref's coming in trying to sort this ball out. Looked like Bennett fell on it, and he did fall on it. So they keep the football, but back-to-back -back losses on a play that Centralia didn't even have to run. Get, Is that what mean the end it. of the first quarter? You got to question it there. He didn't have to snap it. Why not just take it to the end of the quarter? But like you said, they were able to recover. So fourth and goal from the sixth upcoming. When we come back, what will Centralia do? We'll find out. Hallsville leads 12-0 after one on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Back for the start of the second quarter on the Show Me Sports Network. Also leads this one 12 to nothing and a gigantic play upcoming as it's going to be fourth down and goal from the six yard line. Centralia just avoided disaster a moment ago 
when they ran a third down and goal play from the three-yard line as the clock ran out in the first quarter, and their quarterback, Colin Bennett, put the ball on the ground. Luckily, he was able to fall on it to avoid a third straight fumble, but now they lose three yards, and after having second and goal from the two, they're looking at fourth and goal from the six. Who knows what they'll call right here. Two wide receivers on the play, six men on the line of scrimmage, and a running back in the backfield. That's Wilkerson. Huge play. Here we go. Fourth down and six. Raise of the leg by Bennett. Running back going in motion. And now it's going to be kept. Throw end zone. He's got a receiver. And it's caught wow. for the touchdown. And that will be the route. first one of the game for Centralia. Looks like number two, Jack Romine, was able to bring that in as Bennett was able to suck everyone in on the fake to Wilkerson and then pull the ball and deliver it to Romine on the money for six. That's a great play call and design right there by Centralia for their first touchdown. Beautifully executed seam route there. Able to lay it up for, uh, Bennett was able to lay it up for his guy. Almost kind of like a little basketball shot. My guy's taller than your guy, and he went up and got it. So that'll go down as a six-yard touchdown, and what looks to be a 67-yard drive. And now a point-after attempt coming for Centralia. They look to make this a 12-7 game, and Tyler Hawkins is the one kicking this extra point. Snap is down, kick is on the way, and that one is no good. So kick, miss wide left, maybe even been blocked. Regardless, it did not go through the uprights, and that makes things a 12-6 ball game. And Centralia responds with a huge fourth and goal touchdown to Jack Romine for six. We'll take a quick break. 12-6 now, lead cut in half. We'll be back in just a moment. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Back on the show, Sports Network, Ben Schmidt campaign. We barely had time to catch our breath here, just four seconds into the second quarter as Centralia cuts the lead in half, 12 to 6. And there's been a whole lot of action so far in just about 12 minutes of play, trading touchdowns and turnovers. And we finally saw an extra point attempt by a kicker this and season. It didn't go well. It so did not go well. That's why they're not but them. a little love to the kicker finally for actually getting a chance to actually kick a field goal. So here comes the kickoff for Centralia. It is booted away and back deep to receiver. That looks like Stinson running up, catches at the 20, and goes right side. That's actually Harbison, and he spins, falling his way to about the 29 excuse me, 34-yard line of Hallsville, and that is where this offense will go to work. They've had two drives. Three of them have resulted in touchdowns, both on the ground to Colton Nichols, and that makes things a 12-6 ball game just starting the second quarter. You know, you mentioned they've had some success. They had a, ni a nice long touchdown run by Colton Nichols to start the game, 72-yard rushing touchdown. And he had another stand-up rushing touchdown, but it was a lot shorter of right around two yards. But... Centralia will answer it back with a score of their own by a catch by Jack Romy. And now, a 12-6 ball game. Screen right side, that's a Harbison. It's actually left side as then he angles his way up to about the 36-yard line. And then he is brought down right on the spot. And the Centralia crowd likes that one. Nice tackle there by coming up number 19, Braden Shelton, holding Her Herbison to just gain a two on first down, second and eight upcoming. Nice good read by Shelton. Make, come over and make the play and get the tackle. 
Trying to execute a screen pass. The blocks couldn't quite get set up there. Nichols all alone in the backfield. It's a keeper. He runs left side. Now goes upfield. 40-yard line is where he makes a move and then falls ahead to the 39. So it'll be a very short gain of just about two yards, maybe even three if they're being generous. And now that'll bring up a third down and short upcoming. It is third down and short. Maybe they look to the quarterback run game again. They've had some success with that. Third down and three upcoming. Ball on the 42-yard line of Hallsville. They started on their own side of the field all four drives today. Nichols all alone in the shotgun. He's going to roll right, and he's going to keep it right, trying to get to the edge. Can he get there? He's he shifty. is going to get the first down and then be brought Ooh. down far sideline. He, he put a stiff arm. Line. I think he saw Derrick Henry stiff arm and said do a little of his own. So the design QB run there works as Nichols essentially just flipping the play from the one prior as he goes all the way to the right side and picks up the first down. Gain of four on the play when he needed three. And moving the change now for Hallsville is Nichols. He's already got two rushing touchdowns. Did throw the one pick. It was intercepted by Jesse Shaner on the second drive of the game. But now we're set, ready to go as Hallsville looks for the third scoring drive. And four attempts, two wide receivers on the left side. Landon Sievers and Aiden Lampkins. Gage Harrison is in the backfield along with Isaac Stinson on the other side. It's going to be a give to Harrison running right up the middle where he is met almost immediately. I think he's going to get maybe a yard there if he's lucky on the play. Very short run. That'll bring up down to second and long. You pointed out earlier, Ben, Harrison uh, uh, has not had a lot of running room. The only real success Hallsville has had running the ball was is with Nichols in a quarterback run game. Maybe it's something they're trying to do to wear down the Centralia defense, and maybe Harrison can get some yards later in this game. Under 10 minutes to go in this first half, it was just a slight gain of two on the first down run and now everyone for Hallsville looking over towards the sideline for the second and eight play call upcoming as Hallsville marches their way towards midfield first time they go in this direction all game Nichols is going to scroll throw a screen right side that's Lampkins he's got it he's got a couple blockers ahead as he moves his way up to about the 47 yard uh -oh. line he put the ball on the ground it's another dog pile who has it waiting for a signal and that's going to be Centralia football Lampkins wow it. it was brought out of the pile by Seth Hayskamp and Centralia turns it over for the second time in four drives. Excuse me, Hallsville turns it over for the second time in four drives. Centralia will take over. It's a lot different than last week. You went out and scored on eight of your nine, and now you've turned it over on two of your four. Hallsville's struggling to hold on to the football. It's not like they haven't had success on offense. They have. They're just turning the ball over right now. So it was going to be about a gain of four until the ball was put on the ground by Lampkins on the screen, and now that's where... The Centralia offense will start at their own 48-yard line. If they go just 52 yards, they cannot this game here in the second quarter. You're right. They were down early. They're down by two scores. Now they have opportunity to go down and tie this up and take a leave of a potential field goal. So Bennett, who is much, much better on that third drive, now will once again get it in the backfield. Wilkerson will come from left to right, take the carry, going right side. He breaks a tackle. Now he's got room and falls ahead just to about the 40-yard line of Hallsville. He was met by a Hallsville defender in the backfield, but able to break the tackle and then moving way up into Hallsville territory. Nice run there by Wilkerson as he goes from his own 48 to the 40 of Hallsville, 12-yard run to move the chains. It was Whistler on that carry. They're running a little two-back system right now. It's real tough when both of their numbers end in three. It's it hard, is it's, hard to it's, see. They're not making ease, I'll say that for sure. So it's Whistler as Centralia continues to alternate between Wilkerson and Whistler at their running back spot. Whistler in there again, takes the ball again, same play, and he is met right at the 40-yard line and then dragged down. Nice play there by Hallsville, shooting the gap. That was Lucas Hulett, and he came right in to stop the running back Whistler. That's going to go essentially for a gain of nothing. Yep, stopped right at the 40-yard line, and that'll bring up a second and 10. 
I have to say, you said it perfectly. He shot the gap and got the tackle. He was in there quick. Far side ref had originally spotted at the 39-yard line of Hallsville, and then the other ref said, nope, 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 put the ball at the 40-yard line. It was a gain of nothing. So now five wide so far on this play for Centralia. Bennett nope. is all alone in the backfield. Three wide receivers to left and Haven't two seen more this to much. his right. We have not seen this much. So second down upcoming, dropping back to throw is Bennett. He's got all day. Now he's running out of room, and he is going to be able to fall away ahead forward for what was almost a sack, but then he was able to basically drag two Hallsville defenders. He had multiple guys on him. Uh, let me tell you who that was in just a moment. For Hallsville, the main guy bringing him down on the tackle was Xavier Stinson and falling ahead to the 37-yard line for a gain of three, and that'll bring up 37. Nice work there by Bennett to avoid a sack and turn it into a gain, because yeah. that was almost a loss. You could tell he looked out to his left. You could tell he wanted Jack Romy on the little out route there, but was covered up, and he saw the pressure and was able to get some positive yards for Centralia. Despite getting the fumble, they're not having a little bit of success right now. Centralia's got one touchdown. That was a six-yard receiving touchdown by Jack Romine last drive. Now third and seven from the 38 of Hallsville. That's going to be kept running right up the middle by Bennett. He meets a couple defenders, but then powers his way up to the 30-yard line. That should be a first down as that's right where the marker was. And Bennett, not afraid of contact, he went into a swarm of about four Hallsville defenders, and they're going to move the change as they mark him right down to the 30-yard line. But you know, Ben, they always say slow and steady wins the race. It looked like he was just jogging on that play, but it works out. And it was nice, a good, patient run to get the yardage for the first down. And he needed every bit of those yards that he picked up, all seven of them, because that's right where the first down marker was. And so that will move the train force change for Centralia. And now first and ten upcoming, just reaching the seven-minute mark in the first half. I believe that's Whistler in the backfield and getting it right up the middle. Nope, that's actually Wilkerson, and he spins his way to the 33-yard line, excuse me, the 27-yard line, and that'll be a gain of two to bring up second and eight. Interesting to see that they're running a little two-back system here. We mentioned Wilkerson had 27 carries in the first game against Mexico. And now they're running a little two-back system. Maybe a nice little one-two punch to change it up for Hallsville to try to game plan against. It's going to be second and eight from the 28-yard line of Hallsville for Centralia. Looking to cap off their second straight scoring drive. They've got room to go, but they haven't been afraid to kick the ball, so maybe we would see them if they can't convert, try and put a field goal up in this point. Pistol formation, Bennett's got it. He will fake the give, now looking right side. He's going to throw way downfield on a wide-open receiver, oh. Ethan Allen, and then spins his way down to about the 10-yard line. Nope, he couldn't hang on to the ball. They rolled incomplete. Should have been a completion. He was open. They ran the wheel slant concept where you cross up to the defenders perfectly, and you just could not make the catch. Yeah, Ethan Adams right there would have put Centralia in the red zone and instead it goes as incomplete as he couldn't hang on to the football, and now third and eight upcoming from the 28-yard line. Hosel's got a couple gifts on the drop passes and then an overthrow earlier when Bennett was targeting the receiver done way downfield. That was actually Rosenfelder. Third and long situation. Hosel looking to get off the field. Third and eight, Bennett shotgun. He's got all day. Now he's running out of time. He will dump it off, and it doesn't even make it to his running back. That is incomplete as multiple men for Hosel made their way into the backfield. And that was great pressure right there to force the incompletion. Now what does Centralia do on fourth and eight? I think it looks like they're going to go for it. They're kind of in no man's land right now. Their punter, maybe they don't want to punt it. and They're not quite in field goal range for their kicker. It looks like they're going to go for it here on fourth and eight. We saw a lot of this with Paul Myra last week. A lot of going for it on fourth and longs. So fourth down and eight from the 28-yard line of Hallsville for Centralia. Two wide receivers split out to the right side along with two on the other side. So four in the play 
fourth and eight. Bennett back to Dress. He's looking left all the way. Now he's running out of time, being chased by Sievers. Now rolls right. He's got a chance he's to got, run. Oh, he's going to oh. then throw end zone, and it's oh. incomplete. He had a receiver there. Looked like he was going for Bo Haddon in the corner of the end zone. If he hangs on that six, instead it goes off the hands on what was an incredible job by Bennett to extend the play. And another break for Hallsville, and Centralia has kept off the scoreboard. Great read by Bennett, though, recognizing his man was open in the end zone. Well, flag is down on the play, and the Centralia offense is still on the field. That was fourth and eight, but now the referees are having a discussion to see what the ruling is here. Both quarterbacks are on the field right now. Bennett's still out there, and then for Hallsville, Nichols has come about halfway out on the field. It was an incomplete pass dropped by Bo Hatton in the end zone, who had a touchdown last week, and now we have to see what the ruling is. Yeah, it looks like Bennett's coming off the field. Yep, that's going to be a turnover. Good for Hallsville as they force the incompletion. But that was like an incredible work there by Bennett, who rolled out left, then reversed direction, came all the way to his right, and put the ball right on the money to Bo Hatton for what should have been six points. And it's headed to turnover on downs, and now Hallsville will take over from their own 28-yard line. As a receiver, that's a tough catch because he had it right in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. So, so we got a timeout. With that, we'll stay right here, and Hallsville's offense can be coming back on the, out onto the field as they have alternated touchdowns and turnovers. And I think the biggest thing so far is outside of Nichols, there's really just been no rushing attack. And I think if you, without that 72-yard run, I would be willing to guess that the rushing average for Hallsville is not too good tonight when last week pretty much anyone who touched yep. the ball was getting as much yards as they wanted. You hit it right on the nose, Ben. Um, I mean, if you look at the stat sheet in terms of rushing yards, I mean, Hallsville's out rushing Centralia right now. But... I mean, you look at the scoreboard, it's a much closer game. And that's the old adage, gaining yards doesn't get you anywhere. Scoring touchdowns does. And right now you actually pointed at it, there's just not a lot of room for Harbison to run. So Hallsville about to come onto the field for their fifth drive of the game. At this point in their fifth drive last week, they had scored a touchdown on each and every one of them. And so far tonight, they got off to a strong start. Two plays, 72-yard rushing touchdown for Cole Nichols. And then ever since, they've scored another touchdown, but have also had an interception thrown by Nichols and then a fumble put on the ground on a screen pass. That was by Aiden Lampkins. So we'll see what Hallsville can do coming up for drive number five. And here comes the offense back out onto the field ready to get things started from their own 28 first and 10. I can tell you, Coach Connor Conyers is probably running some more ball security drills in practice this week. Well, safety and running back Aiden Ski is in the backfield. Lines up directly to the left of Colton Nichols. Harbison not out there. Now Ski going to the right side of the formation. And it looks like timeout was going to be called. Conyers came all the way down to call that timeout. I don't think he liked what he was seeing from his offense, especially with so many moving parts. And he had to call a timeout there in order to save his offense from running the wrong play. Just didn't look natural from the start on I, that. I mean, it looked like Nichols had to tell Ski where to go. Um, really... We haven't seen Ski much in the backfield this year. We see him at safety on defense. We haven't seen him much in the backfield at all. So both teams will huddle up, and pretty interesting there. I'm, I'm sure Conyers did not want to have to use a timeout there, coming right out of an official timeout yep. off the turnover on down. So, I mean, with only five minutes and 56 seconds left, that's the first timeout that Halls will have to use, so probably won't come back to hurt them too much. But I'm sure you talk about that play the entire time out. To have it not even be able to line up correctly, yeah. I'm sure is kind of infuriating. It is a little bit infuriating, but also your defense is getting a little extra rest. They were on the field for quite a bit on that Centralia drive, so maybe they get a little extra rest here. Maybe a little positive note to look at. Here we go back out onto the field for Hallsville. Empty set in the backfield for Cole Nichols, who stands 
at about his 22-yard line all alone by himself. There's a whole lot of men on that Hallsville line. Looks to be about seven of them. And then three wide receivers in the play. Nichols is going to fake and then keep it running right side. He's got room, makes a move, and then will be spun down to about the 35-yard line. Should be gone as about a gain, about six or seven on the play. And pretty explanatory why they had all the offensive linemen in that play because Nichols is going to keep it right up the gut. And they run a nice little pump fake quarterback draw. It's a good call for Nichols. Just get, get, again, keep getting his feet wet in the run game. Interesting to see that there was no running back in the backfield either. Ball was spotted at the 34, so it was a gain of six for Nichols on the keeper who's got two rushing touchdowns and an interception thrown in this first half as Hallsville leads 12 to six. Both teams here sit at one and zero after Hallsville beat Palmyra 58 to 20 last week and Chile beat Mexico 26-21. Four wide receivers on the right side of the formation. Hallsville's got it. Nichols is gonna turn it around left side as he takes snap, angles upfield 40. Oh, and he is just brought down at about the 45. Up. Good tackle there by number seven on defense for Centralia. That's Ethan Adams. Ethan and Adams. if he doesn't make that tackle, there was maybe one other guy that could have cut off with Nichols on that play to save a touchdown. And regardless, move the chains first down there on the run. It was Nichols. good play design to have all the receivers line up to the right side and then run the run play to the left side. Nice little quarterback sweep to the left side. Same exact formation, four wide receivers on the right. Nichols all alone in the backfield. He takes maybe on some screen to the right side. He did this earlier in the game. He takes a snap. He's going to roll out left. Everyone is going deep on the play. Nichols will launch downfield. He's got a man. He wants to Stinson, Ooh. and he can't make the play. As Stinson laid out. That was Isaac Stinson who had to turn over his other shoulder and just couldn't dive in to make the catch. Otherwise, we would have been looking at the ball at about the 20-yard line for Hallsville. It was a tough on-the-run throw, and Nichols just missed his man, Stinson. He just missed his man. They were all running clear-out routes, and he had a couple guys open. He had Stinson open there. Ski was also open to the left-hand side. Would have been a much difficult throw, but it just it just gets away from Colton Nichols. Nothing you can really harp on too much. You just got to come back and hit it again when it's open. Well, Nichols put the deep ball on the money to Isaac Stinson earlier in the game for a big 40-plus yard connection, but couldn't do it there. That would have been the second big one as Stinson got behind the defense, but he was looking over his left shoulder and had to turn all the way around and look over his right one. Once again, empty backfield. Not four wide receivers this time, though. Just looks like there's going to be three, and with a massive amount of men on the offensive line, would not be shocked if we see design run here by Colt Nichols. Second and 10 from their own 43, and Nichols all alone in the shotgun formation. He will take it, fake left, and now run right. He's got space to work, shakes tackle at the 45, and now is trying to angle outside, and then gets hit hard right in front of the line of scrimmage. That'll only be a gain of one or two. Good sportsmanship there by the tackle for Centralia to help up Nichols, who had fallen, but that was a hard hit. Trying to pick out the number right there. Maybe 37, I look That like. was a great hit. If that's 37, then that would be Jesse Caballero. That was a huge hit there on Nichols, trying to angle right side. Just to gain a one, so 39 upcoming. You can see Nichols trying to get a little shake and bake done, but 37 laid the hammer down there. Third down and nine. Four wide receivers on the play. Trip to, trips left and a running back that looks to be Harrison in the backfield behind Nichols. He takes a snap. Harrison out. He's going to block for him. Now rolling left is Nichols. He's going to set the feet. Launch downfield. He's got lamp kits, and he hits him and tried. He is going to go for the touchdown. The flag is flag. down on the play. Let's see what the call is. It's in the for backfield. now, that's a 55-yard touchdown for Lampkins as Nichols hit him in stride. But now we must wait and see whether or not that one's coming back. I think the Centralia offense believes it is. It is. The flag a, is in the backfield. That was a beauty of a throw by Nichols. He had Lampkins in stride, and yep, it's coming back. So take a 55-yard touchdown off the board. 
And that's a shame because that was the best throw I think we've seen Nichols make in his two games. Yeah, I think that is the best throw he's made. Uh, Coach Conyers said it. Um, he adds an extra element with also his arm strength. He believes he has a 55-yard-plus arm. Well, that was about 45, so. He, he's showing it. So back Hallsville up on the play. I believe that was holding on the offense. So not only that, they lose the touchdown. What would have been 55 yards to Aiden Lampkins. But now they move back up. What was already a long third down, making it 39. It's going to go all the way back to third and 24. It was a 15-yard penalty. So we may see just a run here at the end of the drive unless Hallsville's inclined to chuck up a deep pass. They're going to need a lot of yards on this one. Third I, and 24. You may see a screen to the left side where there's a lot of receivers, three receivers. You may see a little screen pass, a little quarterback draw, just something to get some yards for your punter. So shotgun formation for Nichols. Got Harbison to his left in the backfield, a step in front of him. Nichols going to immediately roll left. They're trying to buy him some time. Nichols looking downfield. He will switch the feet, throwing downfield into double coverage, and oh it goes in and out of the hands. That was almost a catch by Xavier Stinson. Would have been brought in at about the 30-yard line of Centralia, and it would have given them the first down, but it was either just a little bit outside or Stinson just couldn't bring it in as the tight end went up and just couldn't bring it down. It was a pretty good throw given the circumstances by Nichols. It was a pretty good throw. They rolled him out to his left. Interesting to, interesting to do. They do that with their quarterback, uh, who's a righty. But it was still, they had a pretty good shot at it. Stinson just couldn't quite come down with it on the sideline. It is interesting to think about. I know you could say this in every single game, but one or two throw ba throws back for Nichols, and I think we're looking at a very different yeah. score right now. He's just been a tick off going for on it. a couple deep throws. Maybe a I pooch be, kick? This may be a punt by Nichols. He's way behind the it, line. It may be a pooch kick He's going to take the yep. snap. Yep, he's going to punt it away. A good punt by the quarterback. It's returned, and then it rolls, oh. and it keeps rolling. It's a beauty down to the 25-yard line of Centralia. That's a quarterback? That'll go down as about a 45-yard punt for Nichols. Quarterback just did what a punter's supposed to do. Woo! That was one heck of a job there as I Bo Madden let punts. it roll. And that was a mistake. So now Centralia will take over from their own 25. I think that was the right play call there on fourth and long. The I, I, I love the little pooch kick on fourth down. But <laughs> I wonder if Colton Nichols is hitting a little golf celebration right now because he pinned him pretty well. Yeah, that's about as good as you can do it. So now Centralia will take over. This will be their worst starting field position of the day at their own 25 in five drives. They started on their own side of the field in all but one drive. Their second drive of the game, they started at the Hallsville 43, did nothing with it. They put the ball on the ground. This is definitely a dogfight type of game. Both offices have had success, but just sloppy turnovers, man. Hallsville leads 12-6, 323 to go in the first half, first road game of the season for the Indians facing the Panthers. First down and 10, give right up the gut, and room to run There's for Wilkerson. Wilkerson. He's going to break a tackle. Man. There he goes. He's at the 50. He turns He's up field, and the there he goes. One uh -oh. man to beat, 25-20, 15-10. Touchdown, Centralia. 75 yards for Wilkerson as he weaved his way in and out of traffic. And we are tied at 12-3 to, to go in the first half. He showed the power, put a man on his back. He showed the speed and a breakaway to score. Oh, man, oh, man, Wilkerson is a special back to watch. So one play is all that Centralia needs to go 75 yards. Each team now with a rushing touchdown over 70. And now we're all tied at 12. And now Centralia with a shot to take the lead if they can get the two or make the extra points. Still, what a run by Wilkerson. My goodness. He took it up the middle, cut up to the right side, and was just gone. So 75-yard drive in one place. And Trailer is going for two, 12-12. 12 
Bennett is in the shotgun formation, running back going in motion. Bennett's going to roll left, and now he stumbles down and is tackled in the backfield. So Halsell does keep him away from the two-point conversion, but they can't keep Wilkerson out of the end zone. And he knocks this game at 12, and the crowd here in Centralia is loving it. Halls with a chance to score before we wrap up the first half. We'll be back in just a moment. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! touchdown to running back Hyden Wilkerson just a moment ago and outing things at 12 but Hallsville will now get a chance to jump back out in front as they're back to receive the kick with 308 to go in the first half man and talk about a long run we I said we said this game is gonna be decided by the rushing attack for both teams and pivotal rushing touchdowns for both teams just now one just now though from Wilkerson 75 yard touchdown run so Hallsville about to get the ball for the sixth time. They had just nine drives in the entire game last week. And this one looks to be a dogfight as Hallsville has had both turnovers and touchdowns and now ready to receive the kick. Looks like Ski is back there, brings it in at about his 15-yard line, angles right side up the field to the 30, and that's where he's met. May have gotten to the 31, and as the clock hits three minutes to go in the first half, Colton Nichols and the Hallsville offense will trot back out onto the field. Looks like they're going to mark him down at the 31. Actually, no, 26-yard line. It's hard here at an angle. I'm always five yards off. It's the 26-yard line. <laughs> it's the angle we're at, Ben, unfortunately. We're right here, right on the 40-yard line, so things look a little wonky for us. So 74 yards, Hallsville's going to have to go if they want to jump back out in front. They were up 12 nothing at one point and had Centralia in a fourth and sixth situation. If they make that stop right there up 12 nothing, we may be looking at a completely different game. Yep. Regardless, what's done is done, and now Hallsville's tied at 12 as we wrap up this first half. And here comes Cole Nichols in the offense, who had a touchdown on the last drive, but it was wiped out by a penalty. First down, Nichols is going to run left. He still has the option. He will pitch it very late to Harrison, who fumbles the ball. Oh, no. And I believe Centralia, Centralia has it. on it, and they do. Talk about bringing life to Centralia fans. Wilkerson with the big run. Now the fumble recovery. Hallsville is getting punched in the mouth right now, and they're going to have to respond on defense. So one play, one fumble, third turnover of the game for Hallsville. And that's tough right there. And now first and 10 at the 26-yard line for Centralia coming up. They can take the lead now. So Everson gets the option late. It looked like he was expecting it, but as soon as he got the ball, he coughed it right up. And now a very short field upcoming for Centralia looking to jump out in front for the first time in this ball game. And here comes Cohen Bennett and the rest of the offense. Here for Hallsville, you got to be wondering about timeout soon because there's 251. Yes, Centralia is on that side of the field, but. First down, Bennett's back to pass, throws end zone. He's got uh -oh. Bo Hatton, and he hits him in stride. And down at the one yard line is Hatton. A big connection of 26 yards has Centralia in business as Hatton was able to be hit right in stride with that football. <laughs> And a beauty of a pass right there by Cohen Bennett. I think Cohen Bennett just said, the heck playing ground and pound, I'm going to pass it up top, and that's what he did. 
<laughs> looked like a touchdown for a second, but like you said, down at two. Scoreboard currently has Centralia with six more points. And they're going to take it off the board because that was not a touchdown. That was just a completion. We saw but it goes from the 26 to the 20, or excuse me, the 26 to the 2. So a 24-yard gain and now just two yards away. Centralia give up the gut. That's going to be the running back. Whistler falling head to the one. Did he get in? He did. That is a touchdown. A two-yard rushing touchdown. Centralia out in front for the first time today. They need just two plays after the fumble. And Hallsville is trailing out for the first time all season long. Thanks for the catch by Bo Hadden down to the two, and then a two-yard rushing touchdown for Whistler. Both running backs for Centralia, and now a punched one in. And good way for Centralia to cash in the turnover points. Hallsville right now, you're just going to stick with it. you got 217 left in the half. you got to go down and get some sort of points. So they will go for two here. Centralia will try to make this an eight-point lead. It's 18-12 to 12 they're currently at, and now 217 to go in the first half. These last couple minutes have been a nightmare for Hallsville. Going in motion from right to left. One receiver now looking to throw is Bennett. He fires end zone and going down to the knees to make the catch for two is Bo Hatton. As he has his second catch of the drive. It's now 20-12 in some favor in Centralia. Wow. Hallsville just looked a little flat here in the last couple possessions. And Centralia has taken advantage of it. Now they got a two-point conversion to speak with it. Almost, but you touched on it, Ben. It is a nightmare for Hallsville right now. So first time trailing both in this game and all season for Hallsville. And they are now down 20-12. And you would have to think they're going to be aggressive to try and score here with only 2.17 to go in the first They're going to have to be aggressive, but they also can't be too aggressive to where they turn over the ball again. You can't be just chucking it down the field 50 yards. Because if you do that and you go turn over on downs or have to punt the ball back, you just give it right back to Centralia. Kickoff cup coming in just a moment. And Hallsville at one point was up in this game 12 to nothing, had Centralia on the ropes, and the momentum really started to swing on the fourth and goal six-yard touchdown pass from Colin Bennett to Jack Romine, and then ever since, although Centralia did have the turnover on downs in between there, a couple Hallsville turnovers have aided back-to-back -back touchdown drives for Centralia, 75-yard rushing touchdown for six by Kaiden Wilkerson, and then six more coming on the two-yard rushing touchdown to the other running back, Whistler. Centralia has not gone away, and that's what you do in a dogfight. You don't go away. Here comes the kick. Back deep to receive is Hallsville, and this one is booted away. Looks like Ski's going to bring it in at his own 18-yard line. Now runs right side and then falls into a couple different Centralia tacklers. They're going to mark him down just at about the 26-27 yard line, and with 2.11 to go in the first half, that's where Hallsville will take over. You touched on it, Ben. Hallsville is going to have to be aggressive, but they can't get too aggressive and potentially turn over to football again. Hallsville has not had great field position, especially these last couple drives. Owned 34, 28, 26, and 27. Every drive so far, all seven of them for Hallsville have started on their own side of the field. And after what looked to be a fast start for this Indians team for the second straight week, they have really fallen into some tough times these last couple of drives. Five wide receivers, excuse me, four wide receivers along with one running back in the play. And Nichols takes the snap all alone. He's looking to throw. He is going to set up, launching deep downfield. He's got Showing Lincoln the behind strength. the defense. And it oh. is in and out of the hands incomplete. What great defense there. Bo Hatton ran down Lampkins, who got behind him. And as Lampkins went into the dive at the 20-yard line of Centralia, the ball just slipped out of his grasp. And that was oh so close. What would have been a 50-plus yard yep. completion instead now brings up second and 10. It was that a, was a beauty of a ball. It was a nice throw by Nichols, but like you said, Hatton played that textbook. Played it textbook safety, had 
played the ball, did not get a pass interference, and just a great overall defensive play. That's the second time Lampkins has gone behind the defense. The first time he caught it, and it was wiped out by a flag. That time just couldn't bring it in. Nichols had all day to throw, and that was one heck of a throw. Standing at about his own 20-yard lines, that was about 60 yards in the air. Now second down, Nichols is going to keep it running up the middle, and Ooh. he falls down he just at about hit. his 27-yard line. And that'll be a very short game, maybe even nothing at all on a third down and long coming up. Trailer is filled with a lot of energy right now. You said we, we, when we talked to Coach Conyers, he talked about Nichols having about a 55-yard arm. Nichols delivered that throw from his own 20, and it went to the Centralia 20. So, I mean, I, he might even be underselling it a little bit. It was a gain of one on the second down run for Nichols. So the third and nine is upcoming, and we'll see how aggressive Hellsville is looking to be right here. Shotgun formation. Nichols has got the snap. He's rolling right all the way. He's looking to throw. He sets the feet, throws downfield, and the catch is made far side on Landon Seavers, and he goes out of bounds at about the 39 for a first down. Big connection right there to move the chains. You can tell that uh, Centralia was playing zone there. Seavers read it perfectly, settled down towards the sideline with a soft spot in his zone while Nichols was rolling to his right and able to come down with the catch. So the throw was on the money. Nichols Rolling right, and we see that a lot when he does that. It's the design run, but he was looking to throw all the way there, and that'll move this thing up for about a 10-yard connection to the 38-yard line of Hallsville. You can tell that that is their offense. They love the QB design runs, but when they roll it, they like to get a pass off of it too. It's just a nice little change of pace. First down at 10 on 38. Nichols has got the snap, drops back. He's got good protection again. Now it breaks down as he rolls left, trying to turn the corner. He's going to play at the three, throw it way downfield, and that goes out of bounds over the head of Lampkins, who is turning it upfield at about the 25-yard line of Centralia. And Nichols, that might have been even closer to a throwaway than an attempted receiver out of second and 10. Yeah, he did He did slam the ground in frustration, but it was a smart play by Nichols. you got to throw the ball away. you got 107 left with two timeouts and a half. You don't want to burn one there. Hallsville had scored touchdowns in two of their first three drives. Last four, fumble, punt, fumble, and then this is the fourth where they have not yet scored. So some inconsistency tonight when last week for Hallsville, it was nothing but consistency, consistently scoring touchdowns. And the Indians just can't do that here so far. Now second and 10 upcoming, own 38-yard line, minute seven to go in the first half as Hallsville trails 20 to 12. Nichols has got the snap. He's looking right all the way, and on the comeback route, it's caught by Isaac Stinson, who then gets out of bounds at the 48-49 yard line of Centralia. That won't get the first down, but it'll make it a very short third and two upcoming. I love the comeback route design there off to the right side. You're able to get a couple yards close to the first down marker. We also able to stop the clock, too. You can tell they're playing off on the receivers right now, and the comeback route was a perfect call for it. Third and three from the 45-yard line. Just over a minute left, and Hallsville has gotten their way into Centralia territory. Receivers on the side closest to us. The left side for Nichols is Landon Seavers and Aiden Lampkins. Both of them line up right behind each other, and one running back in the backfield next to Nichols to go shotgun formation. Third and three coming up. He's going to give it. Nope, keep it himself on the read option. He's got the first uh -oh. down. Angles up field 35, still running, and then gets slammed down at about the 45-yard line. He was running at the 45 down to the 40, pardon me. And that will be an easy first down. Now 53 seconds left as they move the chains. Halsell looking to go quickly as the clock now wound. And I believe Halsell's going to burn a timeout. Yep, they will. And talk this over for a first and 10 upcoming at the 40-yard line of Centralia. Ben, Nichols showed some great speed right there. He got the shoulders north and south. And he got upfield really quick. He did. And that's the read option right there where you have no clue whether he's giving it to the running back out of the backfield or keeping it himself. 
and Nichols decides to get it there. And went north and south, like you said. He got the shoulder square. He wasn't messing around. He knew he needed two yards, and he was just going to ram his way into it. And actually ends up getting much more than what he needed. And now into tenant into Centralia territory is Hallsville first and ten from the 40 upcoming. You can tell when Nichols gets north and south, he's probably one of the fastest players on the field. But the key for Centralia really that's really kept them in this game is when forcing them to go east and west and stopping the quarterback run game. Just over an hour into this game, approaching the end of the first half. Both these teams 1-0 got victories in week one. Centralia came in Mexico where they took that one 26-21. Meanwhile, Hallsville dominated Palmyra at home 58-20. Palmyra will actually be here to take on Centralia next Friday night at this stadium. And both crowds are getting into it now. Pretty good turnout here right in front of us. That is the Centralia crowd, but the opposing bleachers are almost completely filled up for Hallsville on the other side. And that looks to be a whiteout theme for those fans as Hallsville's got the whiteout jerseys. We're back to football, though. First and 10 from the 40-yard line. 51 seconds to go in the half. All alone in the backfield is Nichols. He's dropping back. He's buying time all day. Now he's going to launch, go in end zone for Stinson. And it oh, is intercepted. No. And now running it back. Nothing but three grass ahead. Nope. Here goes number seven, Ethan Adams. He angles left at the 50. Falls ahead to the 45-yard line of Hallsville. And that's the second interception zone of the game as Nichols stared down the receiver. And Adams takes it back the other way. Centralia now in Hallsville territory with 36 seconds to go in the half. Ben, you said it perfectly. Nichols stared down receiver. And uh, Ethan Adams read it perfectly. He saw the ball, picked it, and returned about 30, about 30, 20 yards. So seventh drive of the first half ends in a turnover for Hallsville. And now Centralia can play add-on as they will start in Hallsville territory at the 44. Now Centralia has three times out here. And as you said, they're at the Hallsville 44. At the Hallsville 44, maybe look to get some points before half. 36, 36 seconds left. Plenty of time to get downfield. Hallsville leads this one 20-12. to 12. And in the shotgun formation is Colin Bennett. He takes a snap. He's going to go play action. He's got a receiver. He's throwing downfield. Right down and diving. And can't make oh, the catch. Oh, man. That would have been a big gain down the middle of the field as Bennett was looking right over towards Jesse Calbero the all the way and just overthrew him. Otherwise, that would have been first down at about the 20-yard line of Hallsville. Calbero is able just to get the little hip route. I call it a little hip route because he's able to just – be shifty with his hips come off more like he's basically running a seam post route and it looks beautiful but couldn't hook up there well after the incompletion it looks like Centralia has changed their mind and they will take this one to half because taking the knee is quarterback Colin Bennett's big change of events right there because you were almost were looking at first down at about the 20 of Hallsville for Centralia and instead Centralia changes their mind takes the knee and both teams will take this one to the locker room with Centralia leading this one at 20 to 12 10 seconds now both teams looking to let this one tick on off and the crowd will give a nice round of applause as their home team Centralia has swung the tide especially in the second quarter it was 12 nothing Hallsville after one and after two it's 20 12 in favor of Centralia one heck of a second quarter for the home Panthers what has second quarter you're indeed Ben came down early 12 nothing have been 20 unanswered it all started on the first play of the second quarter where Colin Bennett found Jack Romine for a six-yard receiving touchdown on fourth down and goal. And ever since then, Hallsville has had trouble holding on to the football. Quarterback Colton Nichols, after the fantastic opening day performance last week, has thrown two interceptions and a couple other members of the Indians have put the ball on the ground. That has us where we currently stand. But we've got halftime to go over the rest of what you just missed 
We're going to take a couple-minute break. Don't go anywhere on the Show Me Sports Network. We'll be right back. Hallsville Trails this one, 20-12 as we head into halftime. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Cartier can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcartee.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. 
Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Back now on the Show Me Sports Network as it was a... I don't even know how to describe the second quarter for Hallsville. Let's just say it wasn't a good one as they are outscored to 20 to nothing. Thanks to three touchdowns for Centralia. And now here we are with about 15 minutes to go until the second half begins. Ben Schmidt campaign hoping to bring you the call of a second half Hallsville comeback. But I think the first thing that we have to talk about and what's going to have to start for Hallsville moving forward into the third and fourth quarters, the turnovers. Not yep. only the fumbles, but the two interceptions sold by Colt Nichols, the second of which, I mean, he was pretty clearly staring down a receiver the whole way. You're very right, Ben. Um Staring down a receiver towards the end of the half when you're trying to get points, it, it just swung more, more momentum towards Centralia right now. And right now, Hallsville is getting punched in the mouth. And thankfully for Hallsville, the second interception that did come at the end of the half didn't do anything with it as Centralia needed out, but it could have been a lot worse. Centralia had a chance there to get some more points on the board when Colin Bennett had an open Jesse Calbero down the seam to about the 20-yard line of Hallsville, but it was just out of Calbero's reach, incomplete. Next play, Bennett needs it out, and here we are at halftime with them in front, 20-12. Let's get a quick recap going. This was all Halls were early. Had to think you had you thinking we were seeing a repeat of last week when second play of the game, Colton Nichols takes off for a 72-yard rushing touchdown. Showed off the speed right there, beating multiple Centralia defenders. That was one heck of a run to get things started. Had you feeling good early? That was one heck of a run. You saw when he got north-south, he's one of the fastest players on the field, and he broke away for a score and like you said, we probably thought we were a little bit in more of some same action what we had last week. And then I think the momentum only continued to build from there as on the first drive of the game for Centralia, 
They fumbled the football, gave it right back to Hallsville offense, up 6-0 and thinking they're going to go down and, and score. The offense just looks in rhythm right now. Well, Hallsville had Cole Nichols on a design a rollout. He was looking for one of his wide receivers on the right sideline, and it was picked off on a diving play by Jesse Shannon. And even though after the interception by Shannon, Centralia turned it back over with a fumble, it just seemed like that was kind of a sign of things what to come. Just defenders for Centralia making these great plays, really showing off how athletic they are, and Shannon certainly proved that on that interception. And, and the point out with the fumbles, too, you're going to see this lot early season with a lot of football teams because they're finally getting live-action reps against the live-action teams, and they're just going to have to hold on to the ball a little bit better, and there's going to be probably more ball security practice on both both sides going to practice this week. Near the end of the first quarter, Hallsville made it a 12 to nothing lead on a 61-yard drive that ended in a five-yard rushing touchdown for Colton Nichols on the read option. And then next drive for the Centralia Panthers to end the first quarter. They go down to about the two-yard line of Hallsville, and then on second and third down goal plays, they lose yards, lose one yard on second down, lose three more on third down. And to start the second quarter, they had a fourth and six from the six-yard line of Hallsville down six to nothing, or excuse me, down 12 to nothing. And I think this was the most crucial turning point of the game because if Hallsville keeps Centralia out of the end zone, they're looking at the ball up 12 to nothing, start of the second quarter. Instead, they let Colin Bennett find Jack Romine for the six-yard touchdown. And ever since then, Centralia's been off and running. Uh, you, you touched on it. I think that was a turning point. If you don't, if you get the stop there on pull up from six, you're in business. It's 12 nothing. You're going to be driving now. But the score there just put Centralia right back in the ball game and gave them confidence. Well, in the four drives in the second quarter for Centralia, or excuse for Hallsville, excuse me, all four of them coming after it was a 12 to six ball game. Hallsville went fumble, punt, fumble, interception. So they were just unable to hang on to the football as Harrison and I believe it was Lampkins, the other one. Regardless, two fumbles were put on the ground for Hallsville and recovered both of them by Centralia, along with the interception that was recorded by Ethan Adams, the cornerback for Centralia. And you mix in there a couple touchdowns for the Panthers. One on a 75-yard touchdown run by Kaiden Wilkerson, the other on a two-yard touchdown run by Whistler. And it just seems all the momentum is in favor of Centralia right at this point, leading 20-12. to 12. And I mean, it seemed like Centralia fans and the Centralia players were a little bit in a lull. But as soon as I got that first touchdown, they've really come up and shown the energy. I think Wilkerson filled that a little bit more of that long touchdown run, the 75-yarder that you touched on. And a two-yard run by Whistler just gave him the lead. And there's just more energy in the stadium and for Centralia right now. And I think Hallsville has to be a little bit thankful. One, because Centralia didn't add more points there on that last drive since Calbero was overthrown. But there's also been a couple of other throws by, by Bennett where we could be looking at Centralia having 30-plus points right now. He had going up the sideline, um, he had wide-open receiver. I believe that was Logan Rosenfelder that he overthrew. Yeah. Would have been six points back in the first quarter. And then on a set fourth down and goal play in the second quarter, Bennett, by an incredible amount of time, was running around there for seven or eight seconds and had Bohan in the end zone, but the ball was dropped. Otherwise, that's two touchdowns that Centralia didn't score. I think Hallsville has to be thankful from that aspect that this is just a one-possession game, and although they've been punched in the mouth, this game is very much up for grabs. This game is very much for up for grabs. And going into this year, it really seemed like this might this seemed like a little underdog Centralia matchup for Hallsville that it's, it's an early trap game because Halls, Centralia was able to play them close in the playoff game last year, as you pointed out, 38 uh, 36 Hallsville had to come back from Coach Conyers tucked to on the on the pregame interview, and it seems like they're doing a little bit more of the same here. So coming out of the locker rooms in the second half in just 
about 10 minutes. Centralia will start with the football as Hallsville got it to start this ball game. So Centralia with a chance to make this a two-possession game if they go down the field and score. And I think it's imperative that, I mean, obviously this, this is well done, but I think it's imperative that Hallsville doesn't let any momentum be continued to be built for the Panthers here on this opening drive because if they get out on the field and score a touchdown, make this a two-possession game, even though Hallsville can score really, really quickly, it just seems like the train would start to maybe get off the tracks at that point for the Indians if this becomes a two-possession game right at the start of the third quarter. It would be really tough for Hallsville to come back because you're on the road, and if you give up another touchdown, you're down two possessions, like you said, Ben. It will be very tough to come back. And I'm interested to see, too, when Hallsville does get their first off possession, offensive possession, what does the game plan look like? Because you had the 72 yards rushing by Nichols on the very second play of the game. But the outside of that, there's been a couple 8, 9, 10-yard gains on the ground, but it, it hasn't been the same attack that we saw last week. The yards for carry numbers will probably be inflated by that 172-yard carry, but Harbison really has not had a whole lot of room to work with. You can't even blame him. And then there's been design options for Nichols where he's been met one yard past the line of scrimmage. So I think you got to get Harbison some good blocking and get him chances to get the ball out wide. And then even though Nichols has had some time in the pocket, just no, not a whole lot of separation created. I think you got to... I think, like you say, you got to get Harrison uh, a little bit more room to run, and you just got to stick with it, honestly. Yes, there hasn't been a lot of room for him to run here in his first half, but as the game wears on, more runs, those two to three yard runs are going to turn to four to six yard. Four to six yards are going to turn to 10, 15 yard. That's what's going to happen. You just got to continue to play your game plan and adjust to make some adjustments to where you can be able to run the ball effectively and keep wearing down the Centralia defense. So just under eight minutes until we get the second half started. Both teams currently in the locker rooms as we speak. And Hallsville's going to have work to do showing this one a 20-12. to 12 After they were up 12 to nothing after a quarter, 20 unanswered points so far by the Panthers. Both teams looking to move to 2-0. and Centralia went on the road in Mexico last week. And Hallsville won at home, as you heard right here on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt campaign will have the rest of the second half. For you, but let's give you a couple updates of scores around the league as a lot of teams are hitting half. Not necessarily around the league, but around the area here in mid-Missouri. Yep. Elias and Hickman, that's a couple schools want to keep close an eye on it. But Elias all out in front of that one, 24 to nothing at halftime. Another one going on. Putnam County and Tolan squaring off. And Tolan's got a 21 to 7 lead in that game also at halftime. Got a couple other scores for you. Rockbridge and Smith Cotton, all Rockbridge early on. They lead that one 35 to nothing over Smith Cotton, a bunch of games at halftime. Russellville leading Van Farr, 13 to zip. A lot of shutouts going so far when I look around these scores. Herman, South Callaway, that's a 14-0 lead in favor of South Callaway. So yeah, a lot, of, a lot of shutouts going. Really, if you look at it, outside of our game here, maybe the closest other game that we have currently at the half is Moberly in Osage, 22 to 14. I know Justin, who was with me on the call last week, he's there working that game. So he's in for potentially a good second half. But back to our game now as both teams looks like the uh, getting ready to come back out out of the, the locker room is both members of Centralia and Hallsville. But I'm going to ask you here, here, uh, Kim, do you think we see an improved Hallsville offense in the second half, or, or what are your thoughts moving forward? I think you just got to stick with your game plan. Yes, you got you, yes, you to make adjustments up front, but you got to stick with your game plan. Do not get away from your running game. Keep running the ball, and it's going to pay off for you late in the fourth quarter if you have to come back. 
We'll see what they're able to do. Six minutes or so until we get into that second half with the Centralia offense taking the field first. We're going to step away for another couple minutes, and then we'll be back to wrap up halftime and get you started for the third quarter. Don't go anywhere. Centralia and Hallsville on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? 
second half football on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt campaign getting ready to bring you what we hope is a Hallsville comeback. And although the crowd here is into it at Centralia, there is still a very good turnout on the other sideline. And I'm sure they are just hoping that Hallsville, as any fan would, I'm hoping that Hallsville could potentially get a stop here to start the second half on defense and then maybe swing the momentum back in their favor. Yeah, um, they've had an undefeated regular season last year, and that undefeated regular season record, currently 11-0 right now, is getting threatened. It's on the line. Yeah, that's one way to put it. 11-game win streak in the regular season is on the line, and Centralia is looking to take it away in a crosstown rivalry, really. Well, we heard Hallsville and head coach Justin Conyers talk about how a little anxious in that matchup last year where Hallsville squeaked it out 38-36, and I'm sure there's a little bit of anxiety right now just because... It was just a sloppy second quarter, one that we're not used to seeing out of a Hallsville offense that usually is just so fine-tuned at this point. And I I'm, I think I would be interested to be a fly on the wall during that locker room discussion to see what their thought process is, especially starting on defense here in the second half. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to stick with the run game. Um, they're getting punched in the mouth right now. But, again, they're going to have to stick with that run game, try to run wear down that Centralia defense and take up some clock, get your defense some rest because they've been on the field a lot in the second quarter. If you missed that first half and halftime show with us, Hallsville was up 12 to nothing after a quarter in this one before Centralia put together three scoring drives, including a fourth and sixth touchdown in that second quarter. And they had all the momentum as both teams headed to the locker room. And now both teams getting ready to go. It says we've got about a minute 27 until the second half of the game. I think they added a little bit of extra time there. And I think we're just about ready to go. I'm very interested to see whether or not the run game continues for the Centralia offense in the second half because it wasn't great early on, but then those last couple drives, the 75 yards by Wilkerson, I, I think that that shows why he was able to have 150 and 5.6 a carry on the ground last game. Yep. Um, what I'd like to see out of uh, Hallsville coming out of here is do do a little bit of play action. I know they're not an under-center team, but don't put a quarterback under-center. You can easily do this in shotgun. Just run a little play action. And maybe see if you can get a deep shot downfield. Hallsville getting ready to kick things off to start the third quarter. Can't tell exactly who that is putting the kick down. But multiple returners back deep for Centralia. One of those guys I know back there is one of the wide receivers, Jesse Calbero. Ball is put on the tee, so that means it's time for second half football. Hallsville trailing 20 to 12. And here we go. Ball is finally put on the tee. I believe that's number 19, Zach Jarrett, maybe? Yep, that looks to be him. And he will get ready to boot this thing deep. He runs into it, and here we go. Second half underway on the Show Me Sports Network. It is going to take a bounce, and then uh -oh. move back towards the Troy end zone. It's then picked up at the one. This is a mess so far, but now breaking free, and then falling all the way ahead to the 20-yard line, making something out of nothing was the returner for Centralia after it looks like he was going to be stopped inside his own 10. Turns that into a nice little return right there. And Centralia will have decent field position. Couldn't tell exactly who that was. That might have been Wilkerson back there. Did you get an eye on that? It was a whist uh, whistler. Okay. Whistler. It was one of the two running backs. So that, yeah. yep. Whistler with a heads-up play because it literally is going to be blessing in disguise for Hallsville to have him pinned back deep, but able it, to get out of there. It was a, a screw-up by letting the ball bounce. Then a, a great play to turn that into getting the ball at their own 23-yard line when really they could have been stopped inside their own five. So first drive of the second half, own 23 to start for Centralia. Running back in the backfield, that's going to be right up the gut, and then falling forward will be Whistler. He gets out across the 25, and that close side rest looks like he's marking about the 27, which would mean a gain of four. 
That's a good run there by uh, it was actually Wilkerson that's in the backfield. It looks I'll, I'll like. get one of these right. <laughs> right. One, one of these days. But uh, it was a nice good fall forward run. Just get you nice know, two three yards coming out of the gate. So ball is put down at the 28 yard line of Centralia. So that'll bring up second down and five. Just underway in the second half. Centralia getting the ball, trailing or leading this one by eight. And here we go, running back in the backfield. Once again, as Bennett will take the shotgun snap, he will give it to that running back going right side. Wilkerson just driving through Hallsville defenders. He's going to get that thing up to in past the 30-yard line, maybe to about the 33, right at the sticks. And they're going to say he passed it. So move the chains, nice run there. And first down upcoming on a gain of five. Great strong run there, showing the leg power, showing what he does in the weight room, probably on a squat rack, just using the power of those legs to get that first down. The ball is placed at the 33-yard line. So Wilkerson needed five, and he got exactly that. And the rushing game looking good so far for Centralia to start this second half. Three wide receivers in on the play along with six men on the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a turn to give Wilkerson right up the middle, makes a tackle, will spin his way up to about the 41-yard line where he falls ahead. That should be a gain of about eight yards on first down and another nice run, third in a row for Centralia. Wilkerson is just looking like the bell cow that he is right now. 27 carries last week. He's getting up there in the carry count right now. So second and three upcoming, ruled as a gain of seven. So three carries in this half for Wilkerson, 17 yards. He's easily over 100 at this point, 75 of which coming on one carry in the second quarter that he took for six. So out of the huddle now is the Centralia offense. We'll see if they can continue this rushing attack. Three wide receivers in the play, two on the right, one in the left. It's going to be a four straight give to Wilkerson. He's got room right side. He's at the 50, makes a move, 45-40, and Drake's a tackle falling ahead to the 37-yard line. Out of go down is a gain of over 20 yards and keeping the chains moving for Centralia as Wilkerson had a ton of room to work with there. It looked like a handback dive, handback slam right there. He read there was nothing there on the inside, so he just cut it up off the right tackle and was able to get about 10, 15 yards. So ball is spotted at the 37-yard line. Out of go down is a gain of 22 yards and over 40 in the half, or right at 40 and a half so far for Wilkerson on the ground who had over 150 a week ago. Shotgun for Mason Wilkerson to the right of Bennett and now Bennett's going to keep himself running right side. He's hit by a couple defenders and then falls ahead to the 34 yard line of Hallsville. Multiple different men in there to bring down Bennett on the tackle. Looks like we had Larkin in there along with maybe D Jake Crane. So, And the ball's going to be spotted right at the 35. Gain of three yards on the play. Right now we're, we're uh, you're hearing some smash mouth football. That's what you're hearing about right now. Five straight runs to start out this half and really just wearing down the clock. Already three minutes have elapsed from this quarter. This has similar shades to the drive that Paul Myra took to start the second half last week where they drained seven minutes and resulted in touchdown, but the difference was they were down big at that point. Centralia is leading 20-12. to 12. It's going to be another handoff. Wilkerson going right up the middle, following his blockers, and moves ahead to about the 31-yard line. Should be a gain of about three, and it'll bring up a short third down and four upcoming. Yeah, another solid run by Wilkerson. In a nice positive game, three yards, two yards. Good run by Wilkerson, just fall forward. And just keep pounding the feet. Colin Bennett in this Centralia offense has not thrown a pass on this possession that started at their own 23, and they moved it all the way to the Hallsville 31. Everything's been a carry to Wilkerson outside of the one carry that Bennett had. So Wilkerson's been a workhorse here. He's in the backfield once again on what is what is a third and five upcoming. We'll see if they stay on the ground. Ten seconds on the play clock now as Bennett takes a snap. Gives Wilkerson right up the middle. He's met at the line and falls forward to about the 29. So that will not get the first. 
It'll make it about a third down and three upcoming. It's going to be fourth down and three upcoming as Halls will make the stop there against Wilkerson. They might just go for it and run it again. A couple different tacklers there in the uh, right around the line of scrimmage led by Lucas Hollett. Linebacker fourth comes up two. to make the tackle. Fourth and a long two. Bennett's still on the field. Offense is still on the field. It looks like it would go for us. I, w I would expect another run play. Cause it, it sure would seem like it, the way they're moving the ball and with just needing about two yards, maybe even closer to three like you mentioned, it seems like this would be one that they are willing to pick up. So here we go. There looks to be seven men on the line of scrimmage as Bennett's shotgun. He's going to give running left side Wilkerson. He bounces it outside, and he will fall ahead, and it looks like he's got that first down to the 31-yard line to the 26-yard line. He needed to get to about the 27, and the spot will be upcoming. Hallsville thinks they've kept him short. Let's see where the ball is put down. It was fourth and two from the 29, so he needed to get to the 27. It looks like that's right where they're spotting the football. And... Wow. It's going to be ruled a turnover on downs. Wow, I think Hallsville got a generous spot there. That was a generous. I'm surprised we're not seeing the chain gain right now at least. But it looked like Wilkerson was able to dive forward off the inside zone run to the left and get a first down, but they marked him short. So that is a huge stop for Hallsville. Maybe exactly what they needed trailing 20-12 to 12 to get back into this ball game. And on a drive where Centralia takes almost five minutes off the clock, they come up with zero points, and now here comes Cole Nichols in the offense for Hallsville. They need to run the ball here. they got to get their defense some rest. They were on, on the field so much in the second quarter and five minutes already in this third quarter. they got to get some rest here and cannot afford four and out or a turnover or any fumbles at this point. So here comes Colton Nichols. He's got two wide receivers to his left. That's Lampkins and Stinson. In the backfield is Harrison as Nichols is shotgun. Harrison running to the right side, and Nichols keeps it. He runs up the middle, and he makes his way down close to the 40-yard line of Hallsville. But there was a flag right at the start of the play, and this looks like it's either in the range of offsides, but I would guess that this is going to go false start. So if See it is, it'll here. wipe off what was about a 7-yard run on the play. The ref did talk to the Centralia head coach. He was talking to his other officials. So what the call was. You were right, Ben. It did look like a false start or offside. We'll hear here in a second, though. Very interesting to see what ruling is made on the flag. And now the cat is thrown off on the play. And the way Centralia is clapping, they believe that this one is on Hallsville. Still waiting to see. Yep, that one is on the offense. That'll back up Hallsville. It was first and 10 at the 28. And now on sportsmanlike conduct calling wow. Hallsville, so that's going to back him up even more. Again, just nightmare scenario for Hallsville. You finally get the ball back, and it's first and long. So they had the ball first and 10 at their own 28, but the unsportsmanlike conduct is going to back them up. And even worse, there was about an eight-yard rushing play on that first down, and instead that's wiped off the board. And now first and long upcoming once they finally spot this football. Coach Kiner is still having a discussion with that ref on the far side of the field trying to get an explanation and I don't think he's too happy with what he's hearing. Both offense and defense, offense for Hallsville and defense for Centralia are just kind of standing around waiting for this to all play out. It's been about a couple minutes since that play even ended, having to work, off the, work out the flags. I wondered why the ref threw his hat. Throwing the hat was the second flag, the unsportsmanlike conduct by Hallsville, and still a discussion going on, trying to figure out where to spot this football. Coach Conyers is still giving it to the ref over there. And it looks like finally Conyers get 
and the ref are done having the discussion. And the ref tackled DJ Larkin. I think believes he may have to come off the field for the unsportsmanlike conduct. Now they're going to shoot and wave him back onto the field. So he's able to stay in the game. Don't know what that was about. And now finally after all of this, the Hallsville offense is going to have to back way up. And the Centralia crowd is loving it. They are loving it right now. Their team has a lead and big penalties here. It's going to be tough. Go, first and 30. You go from first and 10 at the 28 to first and 30 at the own 8. This will be a tall order for this Hallsville offense to overcome, trailing 20-12 to 12 with seven minutes to play in the third quarter. So Hallsville looking to try and re-get situated, settle themselves back into this one. Wide receivers on the far side of the field are Landon Severs and Aiden Lampkins. And Stinson on the other side all by himself. Harbison in the backfield running. It's going to be a keeper for Nichols. He has met in the backfield and gets away for a moment, but he can't escape another defender as Seth Hayescamp brings him down in the backfield. That'll go as another loss, and the Hallsville offense continuing to move the wrong direction. Great play there by Seth Hayescamp. He was able to shoot a gap there and just stop Dylan Nichols in his tracks and really just held him there until his fellow teammates can get in there for a gang tackle. So it looks like it's going to be ruled as a gain of nothing as Nichols did get back to the line of scrimmage before then being pushed backwards behind the line. And now it's a long, long way to go for Hallsville. Unless they hit on some big play in these next couple of attempts, it's looking like they're going to have to give the ball right back to Centralia. So here we go now, second and 30. Three wide receivers in on the play, six men on the line of scrimmage, and one guy in the backfield. Harrison will now go out in motion. Nichols backing up the throw he's got all day, and now will dump it off on a screen, but then met immediately is Xavier Stinson. Another fumble. He lost oh. the ball, and they rule it incomplete. He never had possession. So it'll be third and 30, and probably a good thing that Stinson didn't hang on to that football because that was a delayed screen where Centralia was all over it. Yeah, Centralia was all over it, and looked like they tried to recover football and say it was a fumble, but... Almost a really more nightmare play for Hallsville here. So third and 30, you're thinking they, they, they punt on this drive and just get and run the ball on the third down play, or what are you thinking right here? They're, they're definitely trying to get some yards for a pooch kick or something because there's no way they would go for it this far backed up. Third down and 30 under six to go in the third quarter. Shotgun snap taken by Nichols. He's back to play. Only four men rushing for Centralia. Nichols going to launch downfield, going for Stinson, and it's over everyone's head incomplete. Double coverage. Nichols essentially just throwing up a prayer right there on third and 30, and he goes over the head of his receiver, Stinson, who had the big play earlier. It's now fourth and 30 upcoming. Interesting with the Stinson there. He had Lampkins open about at the 20-yard line who just ran a little hook curl there, and Nichols never looked his way. He had about 15 yards of space to work with. So a long, long fourth down upcoming. You would have to assume that this is just going to be Nichols back by himself all the back there in the backfield and will then punt it away. He had a beautiful punt earlier. Centralia returning at, returner is sitting at the 45-yard line, and this punt is nowhere near as good as the one earlier. It bounces and then takes a generous roll up to about the 42-yard line of Hallsville. Where that one landed, it was about the 30-yard line, but it did take a nice bounce, and now Centralia will take over. We're going to pad their lead. Not, not a solid punt there, but like you said, to get a little help with the roll, about 10 yards with the roll. And Hallsville's just going to have to make another stop here. Nightmare situation with the penalties is not what you want coming up for your first offensive possession in the second half, but only down by eight still. It feels like a much larger deficit for Hallsville, but it's only down by one deficit. I, I, I would agree with you on that. Hallsville just does not have the momentum right now. 
and before Sinchele takes over for this possession, we're going to have a quick timeout. They're looking to pad their lead, starting at the Hallsville 41. We'll be back in just a moment for that drive. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. Hallsville defense going to have to come up big here as we come out of break on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt campaign. And with just about halfway through this third quarter, no one has put points on the board in this second half, and it's 20-12 to 12 in favor of Centralia and their offense headed back out onto the field, already in Hallsville's territory starting at their 41. And it's kind of a nightmare scenario right now if you're Hallsville, just getting backed up on the penalties and then just a, not a great punt. And it only got 10 yards to roll out of it, and some trailers got to smell blood right now. So now we're ready to go out of that timeout following the punt. Punted away by Colton Nichols. Now Colin Bennett, along with the rushing attack of the Panthers, is ready to go. Two wide receivers right and one left and Wilkerson in the backfield behind Bennett. It's going to be a give to Wilkerson going up the middle. He's hit in the backfield, is able to get away for a moment, and with the help of some of his teammates, drives his way up to about the 39 of Hallsville. So a gain of about two there on first and 10 after it was almost a loss in the backfield, but a nice move there by Wilkerson to pick up two. When an initial hit by a Hallsville player, Xavier Stenson, linebacker, was a great initial hit to stop him up. But like you said, Wilkerson able to keep the legs going and just break off a tackle there and get it some positive yards. Hallsville, excuse me, not Hallsville, Centralia is starting their ninth game, ninth drive of this game, and this is the fourth time they have started in Hallsville territory. For comparison, Hallsville has not started a single drive on Centralia's side of the field, so a massive difference there. We'll see if Centralia takes advantage to pad their one possession lead. Second down and eight from the 39-yard line of Hallsville. Bennett goes pistol formation. He'll fake it, now throw left side. He's got him in, but he overthrew him. He had running right up the seam, a wide receiver. And thankfully for Hallsville, it went right over the head. Otherwise, that would have been a first down and potentially more. Looked like he had Jesse Shannon. Yep. I believe that's who it was. But Bennett could not hit him with the pass, and it's now going to bring up third and eight. Huge break there. It is a huge break. He had Jesse Shannon running that nice little streak seam route right up the middle, right on the left hash, and just couldn't hit him. It was right in between three defenders, too. It was a nice-looking pass, but just overshot him. Matty Robinson comes into the game. Wide receiver for this third down play. Three wide receivers on the left side. That is Shannon Rosenfelder and Bo Haddon out there. Wilkerson still in the backfield. Third and eight from the 39. Bennett back to pass the screen to Haddon, but he missed him again. And that'll bring up fourth and eight. Defender for Hallsville. That will be number 13. Stinson made a diving attempt at the pick, but on a screen right there, bubble screen. Looks like maybe some room to work with for Haddon. Bennett just missed him again. He just, like you said, he just missed Hatton. He just missed him high, too. And looks like they're going for it here on fourth and eighth. Still got the offense on the field, but we've seen a lot of pooch kicks. Uh, a pooch kick, so maybe it's another one here. So here we go. Fourth down and eight. Probably the biggest play so far of the game for Hallsville defense. They need to get that ball back. And now dropping back is Bennett. So I think this means pooch kick is coming. He takes a snap and will kick this thing down, and it'll bounce into oh out of bounds what at the two punt. thought that one was destined for the edge zone it took a right turn and headed out of bounds inside the five 
and you thought Nichols' punt earlier was good. Bennett just said anything you can do, I can do better, and drops that one out at the three-yard line, and now Halls will have to go 97 yards. Heck of a job there. Great directional punt, and it looked like Pat McAfee there by Bennett, but down and right at the three-yard line. Perfect scenario for Centrale, and the Halls was going to have to dig out a hole here. So a long, long way to go for the Indians. By far the worst field position of the day, and they really haven't had good field position to start with in general. But going 97 yards, they are really going to have to work with this one as they head onto the field for their ninth drive of the game, starting at their own three after the beauty of a punt by Bennett. Ball is put down, three wide receivers in on the play, along with six men on the line of scrimmage for Colton Nichols, who's got Harbison to his right in the backfield. Nichols will take the snap from his own end zone, keeping himself running right side. He's got room to move, and then he breaks the tackle. He turns it upfield and falls ahead to the 21-yard line, and that's exactly the start to the drive that Hallsville needed. A gain of about 18 right there, and nice run there by Colton Nichols on the QB keeper. Just what the doctor ordered, they went back to the run game with the QB run, and finally, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot with a penalty or anything, and they were able to just get a nice quarterback run up to the right side, off the right guard, really, and open up a large hole for them. We'll see if that's the play that gets Hallsville back into this one. It's their second drive of the second half. No one has scored yet. We went into the locker room with Centralia leading 20-12, to and now with just under four to go in the third quarter, same score. So now at the 22-yard line, it was a gain of 19 on the first play for Nichols. He once again takes a snap. This time he'll keep it again running right side. He turns the corner outside and turns it up. Feud. He's at the 45 and falls ahead right about the 50-yard line where he gets out of bounds. Another big run. Excuse me, that was the 40-yard line where he went out of bounds. But regardless, it's another double-digit run there for Nichols, and he's got this offense moving to start the drive. Again, nice read by Nichols. Saw there wasn't really any, anywhere for him to go inside off the right guard or right tackle, so he just bounced to the outside beat the cornerback to the edge and was able to pick up some nice yardage. Referees say the Nichols stepped out of bounds a few yards before the 40, spot the ball at the 36, regarded it's a 14-yard run, and now so far on this drive, two carries for 33 yards for Colton Nichols, and although it hasn't been great in the past game tonight, the legs are still moving for Nichols, who's now over 100 yards rushing on the game. First down to 10, own 36-yard and for Hallsville. It's going to be a screen far right side. It's caught, and then met up right at the line of scrimmage is Isaac Stinson, he get back to the line of scrimmage if he's lucky. Second along, upcoming. I would like to see a run from Harbinson there because we've seen a lot with quarterback run, and maybe that would have opened up something for Harbinson, but they like they want to do a screen pass Stinson there. So Stinson did get back to the line of scrimmage, brought down for a gain of nothing on the wide receiver screen far right side. And now it's bringing up a second and ten. Still three wide receivers, same as usual, and Aiden Lampkins, Isaac Stinson, and Landon Seavers is the three that Halzo will employ. Isaac Stinson is on the line being used as a blocker with Nichols in the gun, Harbison directly to his left. It's going to be rolled left and then pitched to Harbison. He's going to try and turn the corner, cuts it off field, 35, and then falls ahead to about the 39. So it'll be a gain of two, maybe three yards, and a third down to medium upcoming as good job there swarming to the football by a couple members of that Centralia defense. You hit it on the nose, Ben. They're swarming to the football, but also notice the cornerback stayed home at the edge ready for the pitch and able to get to uh, the ball carrier Harbinson for the tackle. So Harbison did get to the 39 yard line so that means third and seven upcoming Three wide, two wide receivers in the tight end on the right, one wide receiver on the left. Shotgun snap upcoming for Nichols. It's going to roll to his right immediately. He's going to look to throw, and now we'll decide to take off. Still looking. He's going to launch downfield across his body for Stinson, and he couldn't get it there. Xavier Stinson leaked out downfield, and what would have been a big pickup on third and seven. Nichols just could not get it. It would have been almost a cross-body throw, and that will bring up third, fourth and seven. 
That was a nice throw by Nichols, but uh, Jaden Walters on the left side gave his quarterback plenty of time as he pancaked his man in the backfield. So good for Nichols to get some time there, but just couldn't quite get it to Stinson downfield. So this drive started with Hallsville going at their own three up to the 39-yard line where they currently sit. And now with 2.08 to go in the third quarter, fourth down at seven, upcoming after Nichols can't hit Xavier Stinson on the deep ball. This may be a pooch kick upcoming from Nichols, and he is going to, yep, he's going to punt it downfield, and no one back to receive for Centralia, so Halsey will just let this thing roll. It's going inside the 20-yard line, and it'll be down at the 19. So the drive ends unsuccessfully for Hallsville, but you can't be too upset about that punt, and now Centralia will have to start inside their own 20. The important thing was for Hallsville was they got out of their own end zone. They were at their own three to start this drive, and two big runs, the 30 to, uh, two big runs that combined to, combined to over 30 yards for uh, Nichols was able to get him out of that situation, but just couldn't get anything going else after that. So both teams are trading punts and turnovers here in the second half. Only about two minutes to go in the third quarter. Each team has had two shots at it. Centrale has gone turnover on downs and punt. You know, Halswell has gone punt both times. So here comes Centralia starting from their own 19-yard line. Shotgun snap, Wilkerson back there, and Wilkerson's going to get the carry, but flag thrown, play's going to be waved off, which means that'll be a false start and back up Centralia. Centralia opening up a penalty of their own. be a five-yard penalty start. Larkin, like the DN, Larkin, the DN, pointed that one right, right away, which means it could have been on the tackle right across from him, and maybe exactly what Hallsville needs there to back it up to first and 15 from their own 14. And a tough ask for this Hallsville defense. They keep having to go back out on the field after not a lot of time on the sideline. They are hanging in there, though, right now. Absolutely. First and 15, upcoming on 14-yard line for the Centralia offense. Bennett has got the shotgun snap, running from left to right. Bennett will keep it. He's got space going up the middle, breaks one tackle, and then falls ahead just in front of his own 25, maybe mark him at the 23. So they pick up almost all of what they need on first and 15. Not all, but they cut it a little more over and half and it'll bring up a second and six. Great, nice, strong run by Bennett, but at the end of the play, Hallsville defender swiped at the ball, trying to force it out. Good, strong awareness by Bennett, able to cover it up so it doesn't get knocked out for a fumble. So run of nine after Centralia had backed up on the five yard penalty, and Bennett comes back with a nine yard run. So second and manageable, second and six from their own 23. Centralia leads 20 to 12. Wilkerson directly behind his quarterback, and he is going to get the carry running right side and being swarmed by Larkin and friends in the backfield for Hallsville. And that'll go as a very minimal game, maybe even a no gain. Nice stop there on the run defense by Hallsville. Good job by Larkin there to be disruptive and basically blew up that run play so he could help basically have his teammates help him get that gang tackle but like you said they were swarming to the football I believe Aiden Ski came all the way down from his safety spot to help make that tackle as well and Larkin has made a couple plays in this game to show why he was Tri-County Defensive Player of the Year last year had the fumble recover earlier makes that tackle there and it was just a gain of one so third and five upcoming as we reach about 34 seconds go in the quarter and it's now from their own 24 coming for Centralia and before the play will even happen, t whistles are going to be blown. And I believe a timeout was called before the play by Shelley. Yep, they were. So we're going to take a very quick break. Big third down upcoming for Centralia when we come back. They lead this thing 20-12 to 12 on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Centralia for Hallsville versus Centralia football on this Friday, September 2nd. Hope everyone's enjoying the kickoff to their Labor Day weekend. If you're not here at the game, watch it in person. Hope you're enjoying the broadcast tonight. And hopefully, by the time this thing is all said and done, Hallsville can bring themselves back out of this 20 to 12 deficit. But it's got to stop and get it. Got to start with getting a stop on this third and five upcoming. Shotgun snap upcoming for Benny. He's got Wilkerson behind him. He'll give Wilkerson the ball running upfield. He's got the first down, and then it's hit tackled down at about the 37-yard line. Should be a double-digit gain of rushing yards right there. And on third and five, moving the chains will be Centralia. It's hard for his Hallsville defense to get a stop right there. They're just tired right now. They've been on the field basically the most of the quarter, really. And Wilkerson just running strong again. Well, with 14 seconds in count, I think Centralia is just going to take this thing to the fourth. And yes, they will. They have the ball at their own 37-yard line, but the rushing game continues to attack Hallsville. We'll see if Hallsville can make some adjustments as we head to the fourth quarter. Don't go anywhere. Hallsville chilling by just eight points when we come back on the Show Me Sports Network in just a moment. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense attention indians fans here's your chance to help the student athletes of hallsville by becoming a member of the hallsville athletic boosters your gifts help provide all hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford you can join the hallsville athletic boosters this season for as little as 25 dollars. membership is open to everyone interested in joining look them up on facebook by searching hallsville athletic boosters or email them at hallsville athletic boosters at gmail.com let's go indians Hallsville's got work to do, and they've got 12 minutes to do it as they trail this one 20 to 12. And Centralia's got the football at their own 37 yard line. They just picked up a first down to close the quarter on a run by Kaiden Wilkerson. And you would have to think the way that they're moving the football on the ground that that formula would continue. So, switching sides of the field now, here we go. And first down and 10 upcoming for the Centralia offense. It's going to be a pitch running right side. Wilkerson turns the field 40, 45 yard line. And he's hit right around that first down marker. And now a flag is down. This could help Hallsville and bring this run back and make it a first down and long if that's going to be a hold. 
and would be usually a, in this spot, that's what you're thinking, and Centrelli's offense is already backing up. It would be a late holding call, though. The flag was thrown really late, and it is a late holding call. Well, that certainly benefits Hallsville there, who needs to get the football back. And after giving up the first down, and then on that play, would have been a gain of about eight or nine. They're going to back on up. Will be Centralia, and now a second down and long upcoming. Maybe, and I know I've said this a couple times already. Hopefully, that's the break that the Indians needed. They they really do need a break right now. Defense just has to hang in there. Coach Conyers has got to be telling them, just hang in there, guys. The offense will eventually bail you out. And right now, the offense is. They got to get to the chance where they can bail them out. So on the holding call, it backs the Centralia offense up 10 yards now, first and 20 from their own 29. This is a situation Hallsville has to take advantage of. Going in motion is one of the receivers for Centralia. Now to give, nope, kept by the quarterback Bennett, and then he dives his way just across the line of scrimmage. Gets about two or three yards as he shook a tackle there in the backfield and then cut it upfield. So nice work there to get something out of nothing, but just a short gain. So now second and 18 coming for the Centralia offense. I would expect some trailer to try to basically do another run play here. I mean, they're in no rush right now to get back to the line. They're just taking their time. They know they have an eight-point lead, and that's the key factor. You got an eight-point lead, and Hallsville hasn't converted a two-point conversion yet this game. Well, with a 40-second play clock and running the ball the way that Centralia has, they can afford to burn some time here, but there's just 10 seconds left on it, and they haven't left the huddle, so this may have to end in Centralia timeout. We'll see five seconds now as they come up to the line of scrimmage, second and 17, two seconds on the clock, and the snap has just gotten off. It's going to be play action. Looking to throw now as Bennett, he rolls out left. He's going to chuck it downfield for Bo Haddon, and it is in and out of the hands of Stinson. Almost had the interception. That would have been a big turning point in the game as it went in and out of Isaac Stinson's hands playing defensive back and then it hits the ground but better news brings up third down and 17. Stinson there would have really built out this Hallsville team if he could just come down with that but it's a really tough play to make as he's diving for it and it was lucky he was able to not get a ricochet for Bo Hatton to come in and catch it. I do want to correct myself because now that the jersey isn't as bunched up as it was before that actually was not Isaac Stinson that was number six Gage Harrison so Playing linebacker was way downfield in coverage right there. Played it about perfectly as as Bennett threw basically a jump ball in that play. Third and 17, 10.54 to go in the game. Hallsville got to get a stop. It's going to pitch running right side Wilkerson. He's going to turn it out to the sideline and then get push out right along there. Doesn't get more than just a couple yards. And the Hallsville crowd is loving it because this means they will get the ball back. And unless Centralia is thinking crazy right here going for it fourth and long. Key thing you said there, he got pushed out of bounds. It stops the clock. Ten minutes, 10 minutes, 46 seconds left in the game, yes. But if you're Hallsville, if you don't score here, you're going to have to punt it back again. Only two yards were picked up on that run by Wilkerson. So it brings up fourth and 15. Offense on the field, but you would have to expect this is a Bennett punt. Hallsville is expecting that because they have a returner down back there. Now Bennett will back up. Looks like he's going to punt this away from his own 33. He will kick it, and it's a good one. Going over the head of the returner back there for Hallsville. Keeps rolling. I think Hallsville's hoping this will go into the end zone. It won't. It's now picked up and then brought down at about his own 5-yard line, maybe the 10 was the returner back there. I think that's Harrison who brought that one in, and Hallsville's going to once again start way back in their own territory. I think the key for Centralia really has been Bennett punting the ball as opposed to playing quarterback here in the second half. He had a one down into three, and another one down inside the 15. So this one will start Halls with their own nine. The last two drives, they started their own three and their own nine. Not a whole lot you can do with that starting field position, and trailing by eight here, 
coaches are going to ask them to try and go 91 yards to tie this game. Hallsville has not scored since the first quarter when they made it 12 to nothing. It's now 20 to 12. They trail, and neither offense has scored in this second half. Both defenses have really locked in. Here we go from the 09 for Hallsville. Nichols has got it. He will keep it himself running left side. He breaks tackle at the line of scrimmage. Now he turns the corner, and he will get the first down and then get hit running out of bounds. Lost the football, but it was already out of bounds. Nice couple of broken tackles to get past the sticks and get out of bounds. And then a big hit on the far sideline. And I think whoever that was for Centralia got hurt on the hit. That was Wilkerson, number 33. He was coming out of the linebacker spot. Well, that was a big hit, I'll tell you what. And it was... You know, we haven't seen Nichols lose the football a whole lot. I mean, he, he that thing went flying, but thankfully out of bounds. Regardless, it's a first down. Now you just hope that Wilkerson is all right. He's talking to the coach. It looks like he's, he's going to stay out there. So good, so, good, th good news right there. No, now, looks now like he's coming off the sideline. Now line. they're going to pull him off the field. I think that's good there. You, you just want to give a player that was just down for a second a rest. So that'll go down as a run of 13 to move the chains for Cole Nichols. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe Halsell's completed a pass in the second half. They have not. They've tried a couple. They've had a couple incompletions. Maybe the running game will help them out right here down by eight. First and 10 from their own 22. Harrison in the backfield to the right of Nichols. Harrison is going to not get the football because Nichols keeps it, turns it upfield, and he will drive his way up to about the 35-yard line. So should be, excuse me, not the 35-yard line, the 30-yard line should be a gain of about seven or eight on the play. And a nice little start to that first down for Hallsville. Nichols is showing the legs once again. He's going to have to run the football if Hallsville wants to come back and win this game. It was a gain of nine. So after starting it at their own nine-yard line, Hallsville is up to the 31. All 22 of those rushing yards, courtesy of Cole Nichols. He really has been the only rushing attack for, for Hallsville. They haven't given Harrison a ton of carries, but even when he has, has it, hadn't had a ton of room to work with. So not the greatest offense performance for Hallsville tonight, especially coming off their 58-point performance last week. Second one from their own 31, nine under 10 minutes. Harrison this time gets the football. He's got room. He's got the first down. And then trucks over a defender up across the 40-yard line. Has to go down as a gain of about 9 or 10, and hard running there by Harrison. Hard running indeed, Ben. Harrison really showed that 6-1-180 frame. Just put a man on his back right up the middle. Run of 9 up to the 40-yard line. So Hallsville so far showing their most promise of any drive here in the second half this being their third one of the second half the first two both resulted in punts they're now approaching midfield all 31 of the rushing yard of the yards on this drive coming on the ground first down to 10 Harrison gets to carry again nope Nichols has got it read option running left side he has hit a couple yards past the first down and then knocked down on the far side and that should only be a gain of about two and it'll bring up a second and long there's nothing really there for Nichols to get I'll tell you what, I don't know how defenders stop these read options. You think one guy has the ball, and I think I've picked the wrong person almost every time. I feel for those defenders out there on both sides. It was a gain of two by Nichols that'll bring up second down and eight. This is the closest that Hallsville has gotten to midfield at any point in this half as they started on their own 28, backed all the way up to their own 10, and then started on their own three in their prior two drives. And now they approach midfield, making it to the 42. Two wide receivers right and one left for Hallsville. Harrison in the backfield. Low snap. Harrison picks it up. He's now running and makes his way to about the 47-48. So Hallsville lucky to get four or five yards out of that play because that snap didn't even make it to the quarterback, Nichols. That was a nice heads-up play by Harbison, though, to pick it up. It looked like it was going to be a run play to him anyway, so he just picked it up and took it anyway. Got some positive yards. Uh, once he took up the ball, just went right up the middle, and there was room to work with. He gets six yards on the play, makes a very manageable third and two up coming from the 48. You'd have to think Hallsville's going on the ground again. They would have to. They got really two plays to pick this up. 
Two men in the backfield, one at tight end, the other Harbison beside Nichols. He will keep it himself on the read option. He's hit right at the line and he will not get anywhere as I don't even think he got back to the line of scrimmage and he was met immediately by the entire defensive line of Centralia and now it'll bring up a crucial fourth down on the play. Fourth and two. I go for it. No punting here. I would expect Hallsville to do the same. Already down to seven and a half minutes and with the, the rushing offense for Centralia, if they can burn out the clock, this could very well be the game on the line. This could very well be the game on line, Bang. You said it correctly. Fourth down and two. Crowd is into it, recognizing the significance of the moment. Pistol formation, 48-yard line of Hallsville. Nichols is going to drop back. He's looking to throw. He throws left side, and he's got the completion. He's going down to a knee. Isaac Stinson makes the catch at the 46-yard line of Hallsville. That will move the chains. Cold and blooded pass there from Nichols. Interesting they went past there. I think we all thought it was going to be a run, but no, just standard drop pat pass with a little shallow corner, no, not corner route, but like a little um, sit route. Hallsville needed two yards on the play. They get six and are now into Centralia territory for the first time all half. They jumped out with two scores on their first three drives way back in the first quarter, have not sniffed the end zone since. Now going to score eight to tie this thing up. They trail 20 to 12 under seven to go. First down and 10, going in motion is Stinson from left to right. Nichols is going to take it right all the way. He's running it, turns it upfield, and runs over a defender down inside the 40-yard line. He came into a head-on collision with Peyton Marbury and took him on, drove him down inside the 40-yard line. They're going to mark him at the 39. Should be a gain of about seven. Mind you, that was a defensive end. Marbury's a defensive end for Centralia. And, and Nichols just said, yeah, I'll meet you there. Let's see who wins the battle. And I, I would have to give it to Nichols there as he was the one who ended up falling forward. He did fall forward, and... It was a nice little battle to watch at the line of scrimmage. I'll tell you what, I, I think if Nichols couldn't throw the football, if you put him at there, in there at halfback, I don't think he'd miss a beat because you don't see many quarterbacks who want to go head-on with a defensive end. You really don't. Second and three from the 39. It's going to be another keeper for Nichols. He runs right, breaks tackle, turns up field, 35-30. Angling toward the sideline, 25-20, and he goes out of bounds inside the 15-yard line. He was stopped as he angled up the sideline closest to us. And the rushing attack for continues for Nichols. He's got also in business under six to go. Hey, hey Ben, uh, remember how you said Nichols likes to, if he played halfback, he would show no fear? Well, he just showed no fear there again. Instead of just going out of bounds around the 10, he put his shoulder down into the Centralia defender and gained another two. It's first and goal for Hallsville, their best drive of the half by far, and probably their best since the first quarter. They started all the way at their own nine. They're up to the Centralia nine. And with 5.49 to go down by eight, they've got goal to go. First and 10, two wide receivers right side, one to the left, five linemen and a tight end blocking. It's going to be a give. Harrison running left side up the middle, 10, five driving to the two, he's in. Touchdown, Hallsville. And it's now a two-point game with 5.43 to go as Harrison puts in the puts the Centralia defenders on the ground and gets in for six. They stuck with the run, and Harrison finally got his run. About eight-yard run for a touchdown. Good for him. Good for Hallsville as they're now two points away from tying this up, but they have yet to convert a two-point conversion in this game. So here we go, two-point conversion upcoming. Hallsville down by two points. Looks like they're going to go two wide receivers right side. That's Severs and Lampkins. Stinson on the other side. Harrison in the backfield and five men out there to block for Hallsville. Nichols shotgun snap. He's going to take it. He'll fake it. Running up the middle, and he is in. We are tied at 20. Just when you needed it, Nichols and the Hallsville offense delivers going 91 yards, and Hallsville's the team, and the crowd is right back into this one. Clutch play by cut, clutch players. You lean on your playmakers. You lean on your stars. 
and you're able to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and now it's anybody's ball game. But there are five minutes and 42 seconds left. Is there too much time now? I, I mean, it, it honestly just depends what offense you get out of this team for Centralia because we've seen them be able to run the ball with success, but when they've got into Hallsville territory in the second half, they haven't done anything with it. A turnover on down, yep. a couple punts. I mean, you have to think that the momentum at the very least has swung even, if not in Hallsville's direction now. It'll be very interesting to see if they're gonna, what kind of play they're set they're going to come out of here. Are they going to be passing or are they going to be running the ball? So now under six minutes, it's 5.42 left in the game, and we are tied at 20 apiece here on the Show Me Sports Network. This has been one heck of a ball game. This has been a fun one to watch. Look, everyone loves the 42-48 shootouts, 62-63 shootouts, but this is what I love right here. I love a nice little ground-and-pound defensive bout, just a few little scoring. Yeah, 20 points each on the board, 40 on the over, but... It's fun to watch. This has been a good mix of both offense and defense. We've had points where the offense has seemed unstoppable, and then we've had points for most of the second half where the defense has been coming up clutch. Regardless, it's time for the Hallsville defense to do that as there's new life into this team, new life into that sideline, and now out to kick it away for Hallsville will be the kicker, number 19, Zach Jarrett. He booms it away. It will land at about the 20-yard line out Centralia, picking it up and running right side is... The returner, that will be Calbro, and he is met at about the 27-yard line. And with five and a half minutes left in the go left in the game, tied at 20, that's where Centralia will start. So own 28-yard line for Centralia. We've seen them kick an extra point, so you would think they have some confidence in their kicker, but if they want to go up six-plus, they're going to have to go 72 yards. And I think the biggest thing, too, one, the clutch drive right there, read by Nichols in the offense. But two, this half Centralia has had time after time a chance to put this game away, and they haven't because they've gone turnover on down, punt, punt. It'll be interesting to see. Bennett has really been more of a punter here in this half than he has a quarterback with two great punts. But they're going to need a clutch drive from him. Bennett's going to be able to win this game win this uh, game for this football team, and Wilkerson's got to come up big, too, with some big runs. So both teams huddling up following the kickoff. Two timeouts left for Centralia, three left for Hallsville. The have think Hallsville would feel really good if they could yeah. get a stop here and then come down on offense, run the clock out, and win the game. But we're a long way away from that. We've got a long five and a half minutes ahead. And hope you all are enjoying it, spending your Friday night with us on the Show Me Sports Network. I think Conyers is telling his defense right now, hey, we got him right where we want him. We just need one stop. You have one more in you, just give it to us. I would not be shocked if if the Wilkerson run doesn't work right away for Centralia, if they try and push the ball down the field through the air, because it's been there, Bennett just hasn't been able to hit it yet, and I think if you have confidence in your quarterback, if you're Centralia, you give him the opportunity to try and hit it again. They're definitely going to come back to that deep pass, like you said, later on. Maybe maybe not right here, but maybe later on in the drive, hopefully, if you are a Centralia fan, but if you're a Hallsville fan, you need a stop right here. First out and 10, 28-yard line, three wide receivers on the field for Centralia. It's going to be give to Wilkerson right up the middle, and he's met immediately, led by a swarm that Xavier Stinson who brings him down. It'll be a gain of just about a yard, and it'll bring up second and long. Interesting to start with a Wilkerson run. I think they just wanted to basically calm the tension that is on their offense right now. There's a lot of pressure to get a clutch drive here with Centralia. 
just a tick over five minutes left to go. You would have to think the dream scenario is for Centralia to run this clock all the way down using the ground and pound and then either punch it in for six or kick the field goal. We did see their kicker, though, miss an extra point. Really wasn't that close earlier today, so you don't know the confidence that they have in him. Now under five minutes, second down and nine from the own 29. It's going to be a pitch left side. Wilkerson has got to break some tackles. and goes left side 30, turns up 35-40, and he goes out of bounds right there. Should be enough for a first down as the ref is marking him out at his own 41. The little down is a rush of 12 yards and move the change to Centralia. Good little move there to be able to get the edge and turn it upfield and get north-south. And again, the big hit there at the end of the play to just fight more, more yards. Because Centralia tacklers were in the backfield, but Wilkerson just outran them to the edge right to the sideline in front of us. Showing off the speed right there as he has had another huge game mm -hmm. on the ground for the second week straight. The ref giving the sideline warning to the Centralia team. So ball is placed at the 41-yard line, first down and 10 for an offense in Centralia that is not scored in the second half. But I don't think any of their fans and the players would really care about that if they can go down and put this game away right here. Hosel going to get a stop and give it back to their offense that just went 91 yards to tie this game at 20 apiece. It's been a dogfight. It's going to continue to be a dogfight the rest of the way. Refs are waiting for them to get the clock started once again. I think they're too, a few many seconds were taken back off the clock. It currently shows 44 minutes left in the game. I don't think obviously, uh, 44 minutes is regulation in high school football, is it? I would I would hope we're not here for 44 more <laughs> minutes because I don't know how much more uh, how much more screaming I can take at this point. I've already used all, all, most of my water. So 4.44, clock is now correct, and first and 10 upcoming. It's a give to Wilkerson, left side, breaks one tackle at the line of scrimmage, and then dives ahead to about the 49 to be 44 so it only go about a gain of three nice work there by a couple different tacklers led by Keel Nichols for Hallsville and that'll bring up second and six that was a great just easy run tough run pick up four yards couldn't ask more from your running back right there tight end Caden Dunn is coming into the game presumably to be used as a blocker as Centralia is showing no inclination to do anything other than run the football on this drive they burnt it down to just over four minutes now when they got the ball back with five and a half and they've still got plenty of field to work with at their own 44-yard line, second and six upcoming. Shotgun formation, Wilkerson to the left, and it's going to be keeper by Bennett going straight up the middle. He's hit at the 45, but then piles ahead to the 47, and a late fly comes in. If the crowd is correct, this could be a late hit call on Hallsville. We'll wait and see. This is Nightmare Samaria if you're Hallsville. You do not want a late hit call here. They're marking it at the 47, so only a gain of three would bring up third and three, but obviously that will change based on what the flag call is here. It's either going to move Hallsville up and Hallsville back and bring up a second and long, but it won't because it's called on Hallsville, and that'll keep the drive going for Centralia. Should be a free first down. I didn't see a signal. Did you? Did, was there any signal given on what the call actually was there? There was not a signal. We saw we saw a hit came in a little bit late, and then there was a flag. Ref is talking to Larkin right now. Well, the run got the ball to the about the 44-yard line. Now the refs are deciding where to put it. Now they're walking up. It's going to move the Centralia offense into Hallsville territory. Still haven't moved the football. <laughs> and it looks like that's going to go down. It's just about a five-yard penalty. So it does give Centralia the first down. Would have been third and three. Instead, it's now a first down. But I guess if you want to look at the bright side, a 15-yard penalty could have been worse, I guess. Finally pushed uh, Centralia into Hallsville territory this half. So first and 10, 48-yard line upcoming. Far side, Bo Hatton and Ethan Adams, closest to us, Logan Rosenfelder. It's going to be give right up the middle. Wilkerson has got room. He breaks tackle and then falls ahead to the 41-yard line. 
He bursts through the line of scrimmage. That should go about a gain of seven yard line and inching closer and closer to scoring territory now is Centralia with other three and a half to go. It was a great play design there. It really looked like the tackle just let the ends crash up forward uh, while, while Wilkerson was able to just take it right up the middle being untouched. Nice steady drive here for Centralia after Hallsville gained some momentum of their own going 91 yards to tie this at 20. But now about two and a half minutes into this drive, Centilli is into Hallsville territory at their 41, and now a second and six play coming up. Like usual, shotgun snap for Bennett upcoming. He's got Wilkerson, he'll give it to Wilkerson. He's met at about the 37, but then refusing to go down, drives his way all the way inside the 35-yard line, and that should be right at about a first down. Yep, they give it to him, move the chains. This is Centralia's bell cow. They're going to put the man... He's probably their best player on offense right now. I would guess he's approaching that 27 carries number he had last week. But after getting most of the carries this drive, Wilkerson will head to the sidelines. And Will Whistler, who's got a rushing touchdown already today, will come back in. Early in this game, we saw Wilkerson and Wilsler trading carries. And now Wilkerson's gotten bulk of the action here in the second half. And he try to keep Wilsler a little bit fresher for the second half. Two and a half minutes now. First and ten at the 34 of Hallsville for Centralia. Shotgun snap going to be thrown up the seam. Bennett and he one-handed grab by Bo Hatton for the first down. And he's down at about the 13-yard line of Hallsville. Throw is behind him, but a beauty of a grab. Bo Hatton brings it in with his right hand. They finally got the seam route. They've been challenging all game. And first time didn't happen, second time didn't happen, third time Hatton brings it down. And if we're being honest, it probably shouldn't have happened again because Bennett put him behind him. Yep. But Bo Hatton with the catch of the game right there, bruised it all the way down to the 13-yard line of Hallsville, and Centrilli is in business. And they are threatening, too. It's 13-yard line with two minutes left. And clock is running. Centrilli trying to put this game away. Looks like Wilkerson is back out on the field at running back. He takes a carry. Running upfield, 10 to 5. Dines his way down inside of it. And they're going to mark him down right there, maybe even at the 4. And with a minute 43, Hallsville backs against the wall. Looks like he's down at the 3 or 4 yard line. I would expect another run from Centralia to here, and they probably give it to their bell count. They got marked down, looks like. Still haven't changed on the scoreboard yet, but looks like 3 on the field. Gain of 8 at the 4 yard line. I still can't believe that catch that Bo Hatton made, and that could be the dagger for Hallsville. That might have been and a dagger. They can force a turnover right here. 118 and counting. Hallsville has got to get a stop. They still have all three timeouts. We'd have to assume they're saving them in case they get the ball back. Ten seconds on the play clock. Centralia looking to punch it in, to punch it in. tied 20-20. Wilkerson in the backfield. Turns, gives right side. Wilkerson up the gut. He is in. And Centralia jumps back out in front with exactly a minute to go in the fourth quarter. Four-yard rushing touchdown for Wilkerson, his second touchdown of the game. It was the same exact play as before, just straight inside zone up the middle, and Wilkerson shows why he's one of the best backs in mid-Missouri high school football. So they go 72 yards exactly when Centralia needed it, and after Hallsville ties the game at 20, Centralia, the Panthers jump back right out in front, 26-20, and they'll go for two now. Hallsville does have three timeouts. There is a minute left for them to respond. So after like, not doing anything on offense for most of the half for Centralia, they come right back and go 72 yards to take the lead. Now going for two, you would have to think with the way they've been running the ball that they would just turn and give it to Wilkerson again. Raise of the right leg and then the snap to Bennett, one going in motion. He's going to look right side. He's got all day now throws and it is incomplete. I think, yep, incomplete pass. So kept out of the two-point conversion is Centralia. 
But it, regardless, they take the lead 26 to 20, and Hallsville's got just one minute to work with. Tall, tall order upcoming for this Indians offense. Tall order, but the three timeouts. Hallsville has not had to take a timeout yet this half, and those are going to come key for them if they want to get into scoring position. So uh, one minute exactly. I think the toughest part is here. We haven't seen Hallsville have to do the pushing it, passing offense. It's been run, run, run yep. with a minute left. Yeah, you do have some timeouts. You could afford if you can break one off to run the football. But you really, this is going to have to be a massive shift in the offense. And, okay, Cole Nichols, it's time. It's, it's big boy time right here. It's time to show the arm that Coach Connors is confident in. And they've had throws down there. The receivers just haven't been able to come down with them yet. Lampkins has been open in the secondary twice over the top, and he just hasn't been able to connect with him. 11th drive of the game upcoming for Hallsville. The most important one of them all. Centralia takes about four and a half minutes on that off the clock on that drive. A perfectly executed one to put Hallsville in a big deficit with Cole Nichols and that Hallsville offense waiting on the sideline. Ball is placed down at the 40-yard line, and here comes the kick. It is kicked away, not a very deep one, and it is going to be sliding grab at the 20-yard line. That's exactly where Hallsville will start. Harbison had to go into a slide to bring that in, and because of that, he's down right at the 21. So 79 yards to go in 58 seconds for Hallsville. It only burnt two seconds, which is a good thing for Hallsville. I'm surprised it was on a squib kick to be able to burn more time, but... Well, yep. what do you got, Cole Nichols? has two touchdowns today, both on the ground. Other touchdown coming from Gage Harrison, who had a nine-yard rush for six on the last drive. But tallest order of the season for an offense that likes to move the ball on the ground. They're going to have to do some air yardage here. They're looking to go 78 yards. Three wide receivers on the play and a running back in the backfield next to Nichols. Crowd getting into it here in Centralia. Shotgun snap upcoming for Nichols. He claps the hands. He will keep it himself running left side. He's got some room. He shakes and then will be swung down right at about the 25-yard line. That's not what you're you looking for Got to take a timeout. And I thought I agree with you. I think you take a timeout there. And it looks like it's going to be a very short gain. I understand the play call there because I think you're thinking if you can catch him off guard with a big run to start the drive, after they barely get anything right there, I would guess they switch into passing mode. They have to go in passing mode now. You burn a timeout there. Really, one you can't really afford off of a three-yard play. Also has won the last two games in this matchup. One in the regular season last year, 46-12, and then squeaked out a win in the playoffs, 38-36. But now Centralia looking to turn the tide. It was just a three-yard run for Nichols on the first down play, so gets them to the 25-yard line but it burns about six seconds off the clock, and Halls will to use the first of their three timeouts. I think the good thing here for Halls will upcoming is that they do have the pass protection to give Nichols time to throw, and he can buy time with his legs. It's just whether or not he can get the ball downfield far enough and if his receivers can create enough separation. And the receivers have really had opportunities, too. They just had dropped a few deep balls, unfortunately, and then there was a great defensive play Bison fairly on one. Four wide receivers in for this play. Nichols all day to throw. Will throw downfield to the sideline for Stinson. It's incomplete as he let him too far out of bounds. Isaac Stinson tried to lay out at about the 35-yard line to bring it in, but it was far wide, and it's now third and seven upcoming. Six seconds burn off the clock. It was the right play call. You want to work an out route toward the sideline to be able to stop the clock, and they just weren't able to connect. It was just too far out there. Third down and seven, 47 seconds. Hallsville's going to have to go 75 yards. This would be some sort of magic act if they can do it. Otherwise, they will fall to 1-1 one one on the season, and Centralia would move to 2-0. Oh. 
Here we go. Crowd into it. Four wide receivers once again. Nichols drops back. Only two men are rushing the passer. Nichols going to set up, launching downfield. He wants Sievers. It's underthrown, and it's tipped and incomplete. Almost disaster there. It was way underthrown, and there were several Centralia defensive backs in the air, almost for an interception. It was essentially Sievers along with four different defenders for Centralia. And if Sievers doesn't fall down, he maybe has a catch to kept the tip, catch the tip pass. But if we're being honest, probably should have been picked in the game. Probably should have been a pick. And now it's fourth and seven. This is the game right here. You are exactly right there. 37 seconds, no room for error. And we'll see what Hallsville runs. I would guess here you're not looking as much the deep route, just trying to get the seven yards. Then you can burn another timeout. You just got to keep the game alive right here on this play. We'll see what Hallsville's got in store. Nine seconds on the play clock. They've got to hurry up. Clock is stopped, but the play clock is down to four seconds. Can't now afford Nichols a penalty. He's going to take the snap. He gets it off. He's rolling right all the way. He's looking to throw. He's got a man, and it is over the hands of Isaac wow. Stinson. Incomplete, and that, for all intents and purposes, will mean the ball game as Hallsville turns it over on downs. Stinson on the out route was open, but the throw goes just too tall, and Centralia will take over at the 25-yard line, opening it out. That's a tough throw right there to make. He's on the run. He doesn't really have a chance to set his feet. They had the guy open, though, in a soft spot with the zone. And unfortunately, this couldn't be able to connect and look like Centralia is about to win this football game. So Halls are going on the road for the first time this season. They're 31 seconds away from their first loss of the season and falling to 1-1, one and one, which is two timeouts. You would have to guess that this is nothing but a kneel down coming for Centralia. And this will end a 11-game regular season win streak for Hallsville, too. Offense back out on the field. Colin Bennett, who had just one passing touchdown, but the rushing offense today for Centralia was terrific. Will lead his team in a victory formation, and that will just about do it for us. He takes a snap, goes down to a right knee, and with 40 seconds on the play clock and 28 seconds in the game, that should mean the end of this one here on Friday, September 2nd. And the crowd is being pumped up as offensive left guard Finland McGuire Types his guys up walking off the field. Centralia will win this one moving to 2-0. And, oh, and Hallsville, despite a great fight there in the fourth quarter, accepts their first defeat of the season. They do take their first defeat in the season and first defeat in the regular season in 11 games. Unfortunately, Hallsville could not pull it out tonight. They just faced a tough team that really wanted it. So final score just being announced by the PA guy here in Centralia. They win this one. The home team does 26-20. And Hallville is now going to have to head back home next week looking to rebound against the Boonville squad they are quite familiar with. Both teams shaking hands at midfield. And while they do that, while the Centralia fans celebrate here, we're going to take a very quick break. But we'll be back to wrap this up and have final word on the Show Me Sports Network. Final score, Hallsville Falls 26-20. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. been listening to Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play -play coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios and Zealous WBGT.
The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society. Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Tough one for Hallsville tonight as they fall at the hands of Centralia. Final score 26 to 20, and they were outscored at 26 to 8 over the final three quarters of football, and the Indians dropped to 1 and 1 on the season. Ben Schmidt campaign, thanks for joining us on this Friday night, and although it was a loss for Hallsville, hope you were able to at least enjoy the broadcast. It was one heck of a game, and if you can't tell by my voice, I had a heck of a lot of fun calling it because it was a lot to scream about, and we'll recap that now in just a moment. But as Hallsville huddles up talks about this loss it's got to be tough i think for a team that went just cruise to the regular season last year they're gonna have to really work hard to rebound this week in practice i think he said it best and i think what they're gonna be focused on in practice is ball security holding on to the football and not fumbling the ball well that turnovers were a problem for hallsville on offense this game and we'll get to that in just a moment but if you missed this one we'll give it to you here it was all Hallsville early they were up 12 to nothing thanks to a 72 yard colton nichols rushing touchdown and a five yard gage harrison rushing touchdown harrison had two touchdowns overall but the first one came in the first quarter and as the clock struck triple zeros at the end of the first Hallsville was up 12 to nothing giving the ball back to centralia who was in a fourth and goal situation and i think a big momentum swing right there because centralia was able to convert to make it a 12-6 game if Hallsville gets a stop there who knows what we're talking about right now and i think he hit on the nose if Hallsville does get that stop if centralia doesn't get that score i think we're talking about a different result right now honestly and then second quarter was all centralia like we mentioned they score that touchdown to start it on the fourth and goal and then they add in 12 more points, excuse me, 14 more points to make it a 20-12 to 12 lead at halftime. Their quarterback, Colin Bennett, seemed to settle in as he threw the passing touchdown. And then the rushing game really got going for Centralia. Kaiden Wilkerson had a 75-yard rushing touchdown. That was one of two touchdowns he had there on the ground tonight. And Whistler, the other running back, had a rushing touchdown as well. They really seemed to figure things out on the ground, and I think that was part of what helped them steal momentum. We'll get to the other part in just a moment. But the rushing game really turned it on for Centralia. And we knew this game was going to be a, a one in the trenches. It was going to be a run. And both teams love the ground and pound the football. We both know a run game is going to play 
key here, and Centralia unfortunately got theirs going quite a bit more, especially Wilkerson in the second half. And then the other thing I want to talk about that turned the momentum to the favor of the Panthers in that second quarter was the inability to do anything on offense for Hallsville. After the touchdown, they made it a 12-6 game. Hallsville still leading. Here was their four drives in the second quarter. Fumble, punt, fumble, interception. I mean, that's just... I, for an offense that has the pieces to absolutely dominate, they just didn't show it. They had a bad quarter, and uh, eventually that... All they gave up the touchdown drive late to lose the game, but really that second quarter is what I think cost them. I, that second quarter did cost them. You're up 12 nothing, and then give 20 unanswered. So then they headed into halftime, 12, tied 20-12, to 12, and then throughout the third quarter and the first half of the fourth quarter, the defenses were really locked in. The rushing game was non-existent. Teams were making uh, mistakes that were hurting themselves, but yeah, the, the defense is really locked in and kept it at 20-12 to 12 all the way till the middle of the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it, it really was a change from what we saw in the first first half where it was much easier to score. Yeah, you're right. Um, It was really just six points scored midway through the fourth quarter through the entire half in the second half, and then some offense got scored. I want to give major credit to the Hallsville offense because middle of the fourth quarter, or actually early in it, is when they kind of swung the game back into their favor, at least for a moment. They started on their own and nine, which is already a tall enough task in itself, and go 91 yards thanks to a couple of big Colton Nichols runs. He had over 100 yards easily on the ground. I would guess close to 200. I know for a fact they're over 100. But Nichols had a couple of big runs in that drive, and then cap it all off with Gage Everson having a rushing touchdown from nine yards out. And that'll end in, excuse me, I said Harrison had a rushing touchdown earlier. That was Nichols who had the one earlier to give him two for the game. Harrison's first came here on this drive, punching it in from nine yards out. And with the two-point conversion to follow on the rush by Nichols, Halsell was right back in it at 20-20. Have to give them some credit there because they came off the mat after about a quarter and a half of a dormant offense. Really two and a half quarters of dormant offense. And they really just stuck with their run game. And what that did for them was it was able to help wear down Centralia for them to get basically drive that 91-yard drive and get that touchdown. They start with their run game, and it paid off with a Harbison 10-yard touchdown rush. So tied at 20 apiece. Centralia was getting the ball back with about five and a half to go to the game, and they executed about a perfect of a drive as you could ask for, getting the ball on the receiving end. They used the running game to start from their own 28-yard line and go all the way down the field for six points. That pretty much put the icing on the cake in this one, and it was all capped off by a four-yard rushing touchdown by Wilkerson. His second of the game as he once again had a huge night on the ground in pound formula for this team for Centralia but the highlight of this drive that eventually sealed the deal for Centralia and what I would think is easily the play of the game the ball had one hand catch on the route up the seam I mean it was a throw he was open but the ball was behind him sticks that right hand out there and brings it in no problem they had previously missed on that seam route on the hash th previous two times in this game and the third time they finally got it and it honestly seemed like at that point that was a momentum changer they need in that drive. And they did, and they went and scored. So they go up 26-20 to 20 with a minute left. And at that point, you're asking a whole lot from a Hallsville offense. Had to go 75 yards in a minute. They just couldn't get it done. Had a couple open guys on that last drive, but just could not hit the pass. And that was the icing on the cake. As a turnover on downs on 4th and 7 for Hallsville led to just Danielle out for Cohen Bennett in that offense. And as the clock's at zero, Hallsville now falling to 1-1 one one on the season. But to look forward, to look at the bright side, are going back home next Friday night with a chance to take on Boonville. And if we can see that similar type of offense that we saw in Spurs tonight, they'll be able to get back on the right track. I think uh, they're definitely going to have to enjoy that home cooking as um, after the Boonville game, they'll have two games on the road. So we'll see what they can do there. Let's get you some final stats from this one. 
There's a couple different players I think we could go with for player of the game here, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Kaiden Wilkerson. Had 151 yards on the ground last week. He goes into triple digits again here this evening. Had the 75-yard rushing touchdown, and then again from four yards out, when ended up being the game-winning touchdown, accounted for 12 of the 26 points all night long for Centralia. And it just seemed like whenever they need someone to turn and here get us some yards and burn some clock, it was Wilkerson. And he has had it off to one heck of a start to his senior season. He is off to a heck of a start. He's really shown that he's a bell cow back as he's trying to get recruited to a college right now. So he was uh, certainly had a uh, game there tonight. A couple other players that had big performances. Mentioned the ball hat and one-handed catch. He also had a 24-yard grab earlier in the game. But Cohen Bennett, he wasn't great. He wasn't incredible. But he was just steady. And he offered uh, out of the running game, he was able to do some work for that whole that uh, Centralia offense. Pardon me, I keep stumbling on my words. But just the one passing touchdown. But I think in a game like this one tonight, you saw the steadier quarterback one. And when you look at the comparison between Cohen Bennett and Colton Nichols, Nichols had more touchdowns and probably had more yards, especially on the ground. But Bennett was just a steadier presence, and I think that prevailed eventually in what was a one-possession win for Centralia. I think it's just Bennett's more of a veteran. Um, obviously, Nichols, this is, his, this is his team now, yes, but he didn't start last year, and he's basically picking up his second career start here. And it, it happens. He's a young player. He's got great potential. Um, he's just going to have to practice field this week and be able to bounce back next week. So let's look ahead just a little. I already mentioned that Hollisville will get go back home to face Boonville and then back to back on the road against Versailles and Eldon. For Centralia, yeah, they have a very familiar foe coming to this stadium next Friday night. They play Palmyra, and obviously it's it's not a huge deal to us whoever wins that game. But I would guess that if the rushing offense keeps up like this for Centralia, they may be sitting there about week eight or nine in that schedule, finding themselves with a real nice looking record. I think this is a Centralia team that you could potentially see down the line if Hallsville is able to get into the playoffs at one point. So Trailer looks like they're not a team that you want to mess with this year. De definitely for sure. I mean, they really took it to a Hallsville team that blew them out early in the first game and really had the lead against Hallsville in the playoffs last year. So a couple scores around the league that you want to get you updated on. Mid-Missouri high school football, obviously such a big deal. Final score in Hawaii they knocked down Hickman by a score of 41 to nothing. It was all Crusaders in that one. Pretty, uh, not, not necessarily a close game in Versailles as Warsaw takes that one 32 to 12. That's a couple final scores that we had. Looking for a couple other ones to get you here. We obviously had the 26-20 final in favor of Centralia. Rockbridge had no problem defeating Smith Cotton. 49 to nothing, and that was a absolute run run rule there, I guess you could say, by Rockbridge. Not necessarily a run rule, but it was no contest in that one. And then one more we'll give you. Russellville takes down Vanifar, 19 to 6, and that's basically your scores from around the league. We're just about ready to wrap things up here at Centralia. We'll be back to put the finishing touches on this one. Hallsville Files falls 26 to 20. You're listening to a coverage of Hallsville on the Show Me Sports Network. We'll be right back. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? 
creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracy, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Back on the Show Me Sports Network post-game show, Hallsville Falls 26-20 and joining us after tonight's game for the second straight week, head coach Justin Conyers, thanks so much for joining us, taking the time after that one falling at the very end. I want to get started off on a good note, though, because you guys jumped out to an early 12 to nothing in the first quarter. What did you like out of your offense early on? I thought, you know, everything we game planned for was really coming, uh, coming true for us. And, you know, our kids were really, you know, blocking well up front for our, our run game. And Colton did a great job early on throwing the football for us, too. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of pressure has been put on his shoulders these past two weeks with, you know, a couple of our running backs being down right now. And so I was really proud of his play. But I thought overall in that, you know, in that, those first couple drives, we did exactly what we wanted to, you know, and you really feel like you got Centralia on their heels a little bit, um, you know, but I will tell you, and I'll give this, my hats off to them because they, they never broke, you know, and you felt like maybe you might be able to break that momentum a little bit and kind of open this thing wide open for us. And, uh, you know, they did a good job of sticking to their game plan and they did a phenomenal job of running the football against us tonight. So I'll ask you about that in just a moment, but I do want to say, it felt to us like here that first play of the second quarter where Centralia gets the fourth and goal from the sixth. They get the touchdown on the pass to Romine. And that cuts the lead in half, 12 to 6. If you get the stop there, you have the ball of 12 to nothing. That felt like maybe a slight momentum shift. Do you think that's fair to say? Oh, 100% it was, you know. And we're in a man coverage, which we just put in this week. And, and one of our guys just kind of put his eyes inside. And we run the exact same play. We ran it last week for a two-point conversion. And they hit their tight end on a little pop pass right there. And, and you could feel kind of us kind of – you know, put our heads down a little bit. And that was something, you know, we had to address at halftime was, man, it, we're not out of this football game. You know, we've got a lot of good football players over here, and, and we're still in this thing. And I thought we made some really good halftime adjustments uh, on both sides of the football. And I think our guys played their hearts out. I, I told them tonight it wasn't from a lack of effort tonight. It was the details, you know, and I think that's really where we lacked in was being detail-oriented this evening. Yeah, I wanted to comment on, on the effort because – uh, at least from here, you, you, you score twice in the first quarter and then don't score again until the middle of the fourth. And in between there, Centralia has the long drives. Wilkerson has a 75-yard rushing touchdown. 
But you guys seemingly were able to come right off the mat with about a little, little over nine minutes or so left in the ball game, go 91 yards, cap it off with a rushing touchdown. It, it seemed like a whole lot of fight right there because I, 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 for the offense in the second half, it had gone punt, punt, and then just go 91 yards. I mean, I thought, felt like that was a real good sign to see. Didn't win the ball game, but in that spot, I thought it was pretty impressive. Well, you know, it just shows that we have grit, you know, and that's what we talked about. Uh, Colton came off after that drive, and he said, that's the best drive of the season so far. And I said, yes, sir, young man, it was, because we really just went out there, and we knew our backs were against the wall being pinned down, um, you know, inside the 10-yard line. And, I mean, we effectively were able to run the football down the field. And that was some of the adjustments we made at halftime on how we were blocking some of our gap scheme stuff. But, like I said, it's not because of our effort tonight. And, and here's the thing is, you know, it's hard to tell young men and look them in the face and tell them, hey, man, it's week two. You know, and we, we've got to get better, and they know that. And we got a lot of football to be played here, and there's a, obviously a chance for a potential matchup down the, in the future for us. So, you know, that's something I told them, take a, take a mental picture of that scoreboard, remember how this feels. And, hey, I'll, I'll tell you what, honestly, it's hard to go undefeated. It really is. And I give up an early season loss any time to be able to get to that district yeah. championship game and win the big one. So I want to ask you about one more play specifically from this game. Coach Justin Kiner is joining us after the final here, 26-20 in favor of Centralia. On that final drive for Centralia, they're getting close to the red zone. They're not in it yet, but Bennett drops back and finds Bo Hatton up the seam, a play they had a couple times, and the throw was behind him, but he just sticks out that one hand and makes the catch. I think that was kind of you just tip, tip your cap because he made an incredible play there. He did. Just pure athleticism. We're in the right spot. You look at it on film. We got replay on the sideline. Our guys are in great position. The kid made a play. Yep. It's the way it works, you know. Um, you know, Bennett threw the ball exactly where he needed to so our defenders couldn't get to it. And, uh, you know, on his way down, I mean, he reached out and made a one-hand grab. And you could feel us deflate a little bit at that time, you know. And the whole goal right there is, you know, the clock was working against us. They got down in there when they finally scored and a minute left in the ball game. And, uh, you know, it puts the pressure back on us now, you know. And, and that's the thing. The ball game's tied, um, you know, with the minute. The pressure is really on both teams. But the pressure was on us to have to manufacture that last drive to try to t- tie the ball game. All right, so last thing before I let you go. Looking ahead now, like you said, long season still had one and one, and you've got so many weeks. Going back home next week against Boonville, um, what what are you guys kind of thinking to try and maybe turn the momentum and practice this week and get things going back off on the right foot? You know, I think the big thing for us is you look at the score. I mean, it's it's not a huge gap. It's not like we came here and got blown out. We played well. We just didn't play good enough to win tonight. And like I spoke on earlier is we aren't detailed. That's the pieces that I told them is I, I will never keep saying it sound like a broken record. I'm not going to question their effort because we've got so many two-way guys and they're giving us everything that they have. And we're a little banged up right now, so here's the thing this week is we're hopeful to get Harrison Fowler back. Uh, We're not going to rush him back because we want him to be healthy throughout the rest of the season. But if he's able to go for us, I think that's going to be a big change offensively for us. And it really takes the pressure off Colton to have to run the ball as many times as he's run the ball for us right now. Well, that'll wrap it up for me. I appreciate you coming up here and joining us. at a tough loss, but I appreciate you taking the time to come up and talk with us here on the Show Me Sports Network. Also lose this one 26-20, final score, dropping a 1-1 on the season. Final thoughts when we're back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense attention indians fans here's your chance to help the student athletes of hallsville by becoming a member of the hallsville athletic boosters your gifts help provide all hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford you can join the hallsville athletic boosters this season for as little as 25 dollars. membership is open to everyone interested in joining look them up on facebook by searching hallsville athletic boosters or email them at hallsville athletic boosters at gmail.com let's go indians since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing. All right, back on the air on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't want to keep it too much longer. We'll keep it short and sweet. Not much more to break down at this point. Also loses 26-20 to 20 in a tough matchup to Chantrea this evening. Once again, I want to thank Coach Conyers so, so much for the taking the time to not only spot, talk with us before the game, but then just a moment ago, as you heard him here on the Show Me Sports Network post-game show. Halls went out 1-1 on the season. And we'll be back again next Friday at home as the Indians take on Boonville in their second home game of the season. Kim, we won't have you next week, but we'll have you in two yep. weeks when we go back on the road. I think we both, despite the loss, had a lot of fun tonight. Any final thoughts from you? Uh, I have to say, uh, Coach Connors, a lot of grit for him to come up here, especially after a tough loss like this, and come talk to us. He's a very confident coach. And for a Hallsville fan, you've got to be happy to have him as your coach. Oh, absolutely. And this team showed a lot of grit tonight, and it's definitely don't want to hang your head about. Yeah, when you, when you talk to guys like him, you understand why he has an overall record now of 81-31. and 31. I mean, you just can't pull coaches out of the street that, that put up record numbers like that. So yep. good one, obviously, for Hallsville. Well, that's going to do it for us. Beautiful Friday night here in Centralia, Missouri. Where else would you rather be? But we're going to wrap up here and take this thing into Labor Day weekend. For campaign, I'm Ben Schmidt. Until next Friday on the Show Me Sports Network, take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. And thanks for listening with us for Hallsville Football on the Show Me Sports Network. All right, everyone. Have a good weekend. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. 
Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.